The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday, one and all, August 8th, uh, 2023. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. I see everybody in the chat. What's up, Sween Bowl? What's up, Adam? What's up, Mood Swing? What is up, Marquise? What is up, Chris D? What is up, William? What is up, Mr. Taz Tracy? Hope everybody's doing well. Tina, hope you guys are great. Uh, Gunner, how you doing? What's up, chat fam? My brother, Rob Ellis. Uh, good to, to talk to you as always and spend some quality time with my brother from another mother. I got to ask you this question right off the bat, man. Do you play the Power Paul and the Mega Million and all that stuff? I don't. Um, I should. I wish I, I, I – you, know, you want a funny story? Yeah. So about two weeks ago, I when I was a kid in high school, I worked at an Acme. Okay. And uh, – in uh, Upper Darby, where I grew up, in the Bond Shopping Center, and I was a you know bagger, and then I worked in the bakery department and all that, and cleaned up all the spills, you know, all that fun stuff that you do, right? Yes, yes. That and my and that Acme, my dad used to religiously, okay, buy scratch offs there, play oh, the yeah. lottery there, you know, all okay. that stuff. So anyway, about two weeks ago, somebody hit the uh, the scratch off for three million. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Anyway, so uh, sorry to interrupt your story, but yeah, the Acme, as as we like to say, Tina. The Acme. That's the way Acme. kids. The kids call it Acme. Acme. Yep. All right. So, um, what, so what? Were your your question? Yeah. Where where are you? So, going? you know, I normally don't play them. You know, and and you know, God bless. You know, somebody somebody won the the uh, the uh, Powerball recently for over a billion out in California. You know, always it's California, Texas, and Florida 
that always win these power balls. And this it is does a, seem like that. Man. You're right. Yes. You know what? It's very seldom somebody in Pennsylvania wins it. Nobody in Delaware ever wins it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. But when it gets to a certain point, I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip a two, few coins. I so, blame you. So the Mega Million jackpot is right now sitting at $1.55 billion. Okay. Cash payout is $757 million plus. Dollars. Oh, oh, boy. The next drawing is at 11 p.m. tonight. Oh, it's tonight. Oh, boy. Okay. When I leave this show, I will be buying at least five random tickets. You know, some people. You know, some people have the have the, the they have the mechanism where they pick certain numbers. You know, yes, my dad tickets. was like that. Yep. You know, yep. And me, I just let the machine pick it because most of most of the ones that I see who win them are people who just the computer just pick random numbers for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit and go, okay. Let's see if I put these five birthdays together. Yada yada yada. Uh, Jim G said, "I buy D on a new grill." My wife, my wife would fight you, Jim G. I have five grills on my patio. Yeah, if you if you hit Jim G, get him something else other than a grill. Yeah, he doesn't you know, need you a grill. Give me a nice SUV or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, vacations house. Yeah. Yeah. but you know what? I'm, I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw my 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 twenty. Do it. Yeah. To me, when it gets that high, you got to do it. Like, yes. Yes. I'm a great. I agree with you. 100%. But I just want you to understand, Ralph, because you know I love you like a stepbrother. You know, if you sign on here one day. And, you know, and I, I might even make the show meeting. I don't know at 11 a.m. But if you sign on here at 12 noon one day and you go, get good afternoon. Ever, what, Where's Derek? What, why's D-Gun screen blank? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I text you, Rob, I cannot be here today, tomorrow, yeah. the next day, the next week, the next Ever. year. <clears throat> but I'm going to hook you up, Rob. Thank I'm going to make up for putting you in this embarrassing situation. <laughs> I'm hey, hook man, you. Listen, if you hit the lottery, I'll do three hours solo for you. Okay. I got you. I got your back. How, how much you charge? How much you charging me for that? Uh, 750 million. <laughs> <laughs> Three, 325. I don't know. No, no, but it, I'm with you. Like, and same here. Look, we all, we both have each other's permission. If we hit the, the lottery for that kind of money to go bye-bye and, and that'll be it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you hit that kind of money and don't show up, I'm not showing up. I'm with you. I'm telling you. I like I like Jim Jim G said, get D guns some new Wi-Fi. I appreciate it. Adam's exploits, <laughs> bass boat. Adam, you think like I think, brother. We're Mark right man. here. Some panical yeah. baby. Exactly. I, I I saw I see Fitness Rebel in there. I see everybody. I see Chris D. I see Jim G. Yes, Eagles fan. Uh everybody else appreciate you guys. Chip Snapper, Chip Snapper's Chip Tavern, Snapper, Joe different. Conklin. Uh, Dre W. What's up, guys? Uh, well, yeah, no, my money, Robbie. What would I do? I would get a vacation house on the beach, right on the beach. Okay. Uh, I, I would, I, I would debate whether I do it in California or Florida. Okay. That's the debate. Okay. So I would do that. Um, did I lose power last night? Mr. Taz asks. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I wasn't here. I was at, uh, doing radio at WIP, but the family lost, uh, lost power for only, only about two hours, maybe a little bit less. Thankfully, I didn't lose anything. Oh, yeah, we lost it. I, I was man, it was crazy. I was on the air, and wh where I when I sit in the studio, my back is to the window. Okay, but if you look out the window, you see the Schuylkill River and the Schuylkill Trail and Thirtieth yep. Street Station and all this stuff. So I don't usually notice what's going on, but it the thunder between I'm excuse me between the lightning and the the, the Schuylkill looked like it was like someone was like shaking it. Uh, it was bad. We, there was a stretch there and, and look, we, I know like Chester County got it really, really bad. And I've been, yeah. I feel bad for those folks and, and people who had lost power, trees went down and all that. 
it wasn't as bad in the Philadelphia area as maybe some others, but did you get it bad, Gunner? Were you right? Um, you know what? I text you and tell him because uh, I got hit by the rain before you guys did, and the rain was going sideways. Yeah. Um, but it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But but I but my uh, my son's fiance was sending us pictures, and like eight to ten miles around us. Dude, it looked like somebody dropped off a nuclear bomb. Trees down, broke, and I'm talking big oak trees. It's the broken in half, wires down. Yeah, you know, uh, leaves, branches, debris all over yards in the streets. But nothing, nothing where I am like to that degree. It's just, and then there wasn't any flooding in my area either. You mm-hmm. know, which yeah. is weird. But you know, thank God didn't ha- it didn't happen here. But I, you know, I, I was just checking on some friends who were in who were in towns around us, like you know, Newark and in parts of Wilmington and Hocaston and towns like that. And they were fine. Some of them lost power for a while. Um, but I didn't, man. We, we just kept rolling in a gun household. Yeah, I hear you. It's good. That's good. I'm glad everything, everything was okay. Um, so I would, yeah, I would look for a, a beach house uh, would probably be the first move. Um, it'd be the second move. I don't know if I would, uh, I would either move from my present house or right. I would, expand i would expand uh i'd open it up a little bit um how about you what would your what would your first move be uh first thing my wife and i would do we would donate 10 percent to charity um yes i would do that as well yeah i I got i get like three in mind immediately yep um we have between me and my wife we we've already you know talked about this jokingly we would uh send our brothers and sisters uh, an equal piece of money um as for our kids we would pay off all of their debts, homes, everything, and set up um, um, funds for our grand, all Trust the grandkids, funds, yeah. Yeah. Um, for our grandkids. And my wife, you know, we would buy a beach house. I would, I would build a ranch house. Once I get rid of this house, I'm never living in a house with bedrooms upstairs again. Um, but we would no buy, stairs. yeah, no stairs. We would buy our own custom dream ranch home, and yep. I would want at least four to five acres of land. Mm. Nice. You know, my my oldest daughter and her husband they have four acres of land, beautiful pop property. Oh my goodness, with an in ground swimming pool in it and stuff. So I would like to have at least four acres of land, uh, with the trees off in a distance, not up close to the house, but off in a distance, like my daughter's property is and stuff like that. And, yes. Um, and I would call it a career. You know, I would. I know. You know what? I, I probably wouldn't stop working, but I would pick. I would be more selective in terms of what I'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't sit around and just do anything and not, I and not do anything. So. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, this is an awful uh, sentence structuring, but I'm with you. I wouldn't not do anything. I would make sure that I stay active because I don't think that's good for you mentally or physically. I would do stuff, but I would do what I want to do. I would have plans, but I would do what I want to do when I wanted to do it on my time. Like I, that's the beauty when you have crazy money like that is you decide. Nobody's deciding for me. I would decide what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I would travel. The other yeah. thing I would do is I would travel. Like I would, I would start with parts of the country that I've never seen that I want to see. Right. Then I would start doing parts of the world. But, that, but that's that's the other thing that I would do is, and I I would do things on a whim. In other words, oh, you want to just up and go to wherever? Yeah. On Tuesday, yeah, we're going to yeah. go up and do whatever we want to do. Like I, yeah. I think you have freedom uh, with that kind of money too. See, I, I would see different places I want to see and fish certain places, certain certain famous lakes in America that are loaded with big bass, I would do that. Yep. Um, there's not many places I want to see in the world. The only place I really want to see in the world is uh, the Roman Coliseum. 
I've always wanted to see the Roman Coliseum. That's pretty cool. Now, my brother, my brother, him and his wife did an African safari where they stayed out in huge tents out in the Serengeti Plains. Uh, he's going to Greece this fall. Him and his wife are going to Greece. Um, but for me, that's the only place I, I might go back to London because when I was in London back in 17, 18, when the Eagles were there, all I wanted to see was Big Ben. Right. Because right? you grow up reading about it in books and stuff. Big Ben was co- covered up under repairs. So I didn't get to see Big Ben. So that's that That would be you'd like to revisit there. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. But outside of that, I don't care about going to a lot of places outside of the country. I, I would like I would like to travel the country a little bit and just hit some areas that I haven't hit yet. Um, as far as going like internationally or whatever, uh, I would like to see Italy uh, yeah. for sure. I'd like to see uh, Spain uh, is a place that I would like to see. I'd like to travel some islands, some, you know, like Caribbean. I've done some of that, but I would like to do that a little bit more. Uh, love like a nice beach, warm weather, you know, chill, light that's blue water. Point. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That that's that's really where I would but I'm with you. Like I would I would, you know, a lot a lot of debt would be cleaned off for for family members and I, I would try to help people who were who yeah. friends of mine that I know are really having a tough yep. time. I, I would yeah, love to I would go back to I would go back to the Bahamas. I, I wanted to go to Aruba, um, places like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would do island stuff, but in terms of just going to different countries. Dude, I hate going through customs and stuff like that. I, that is a pain in the butt. Yeah, there's no, but you're rich enough to have your own, you know, jet. Makes life a little bit easier as far as that stuff I, goes. I, yeah, I just, I just hate customs, man. It's like, I know, you know, I, yeah. Show this. Let me show you this. You know, give me. I'm like, man, just let me go, man. Yeah, I'm one of the good guys. I know, I know. Look, yeah. I, I don't know. Dan would buy a peanut island. What? A peanut island, right off of the coast of Florida, would have guns really? and ta- gun towers. Nobody be allowed on. Howard Hughes at the end. All right. All right. Interesting. See, big, interesting. see, big sales. We we all know big sales thinks a little different than all of us. See, big sales, big sales. I want to have him evaluated one day. I'm just saying, because I care about you, big sales. Evaluated. I need you uh, evaluated one day, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So, Eagles back at practice, Gunner. Uh, practice lasted 79 minutes. Wow, that's a long practice. Come on, man. You can't even work up a sweat 79 minutes. Are you serious? By the time you stretch, practice is over. One hour, 19-minute practice today. Um, You serious? I am. I am serious. Uh, And don't call me Shirley. Yes. Uh, But, no, practice today. Three straight practices, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, walk-through Friday, game Saturday. So that's what they have coming up. Now, a couple of interesting notes from practice today. Uh, Devin Allen's activated for what that's yeah. worth. Okay. okay. So he's back. He had that. He was dealing with a hamstring, I think, or groin or calf. I don't know what he was dealing with, but leg thing from one of his track events. Anyway, he's back. Uh, what's really interesting. So Nicobe Dean was there and he was doing sort of side stuff, yeah. you know, but he wasn't participating. Miles Jack running with the first teamers yeah. and Zach Cunningham running with the second teamers. Okay. <laughs> these, these cats were thrown right into it, man. Well, you have to be. I mean, because whether one or both of them make the team, you know one of them is going to be counted on heavily this season. Yeah. Uh, I think both, but no doubt one of them at least is making this team. Yeah, this is like a crash course. And luckily you got them now before the preseason game. And I would assume we're going to see them in the preseason game. Yeah. You know, if they're in any kind of shape, I'm sure they're going to have to monitor because these guys have been sitting at home waiting for somebody to call them. So as we know, the first couple of weeks of training camp is when you got 
the, the aches and pains of, of the Achilles, the, you know, the knee tendons, the calf strains, the hamstrings. So I would imagine their role is going to be limited, but you know they're going to work up a little bit of a sweat to get a better feel for it. So, you know, and now all the people are going to start, is Miles Jack competing with N'Kobe Dean for the starting job? You know it's coming. You know it's coming. It you is. know, I think I think it's Dean's job until the, the, the coaching staff deems He's not ready to assume it. And I don't know if that will ever happen, you know, but they will find a place to put Jack uh, Cunningham or both if need be. I, the gunner, I really think both, um, you know, time will tell here, but uh, yeah, uh, let me give you a little NFL update. looks like Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr, according to Diana Rossini of ESPN, will both sign with the Saints. Uh, good, good signings. Good signings. Oh, yeah, they, they have to pass their physicals, but yeah, you know, that, that I think Anthony Barr has passed his prime. Yep. Uh, when he was when he was with Dallas, when he left Minnesota, and went to Dallas. I think he had one good year down in Dallas, and after that, just kind of faded. I don't know how much he has left, but the fact that you put Kareem Hunt back there with Alvin Kamara, or Kareem's going to be the feature back until Alvin comes off the list, and when he does come off that list, you just, you still have Taysom Hill as your Swiss Army knife. You know, Kareem Hunt. Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas. Yeah, man. And Derek Carr calling the shots. There is talent. That there is talent there. I mean, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Saints are my favorite to win that division right okay. now. I'm I'm you go Saints. I'm gonna go Falcons. I'm telling you right now. All right. I'm just basing it. Okay, what do we know about Ritter's body of work? We don't. That's my big we no, know I know. And that, that's good. everything. Yeah, yeah, that's everything. I agree Ritter with you. Ritter is a good regular season quarterback. And I think I think Saints are going to win that division with Derek Carr in the center. You know, I, I will say this: it's not a hot take here, but I don't think that division is going to be as trash as people make it out. I don't like, either. I think, like I think Carolina is going to be respectable, not a playoff team. Yes, but respectable uh, in in the first year under Frank Reich and and Bryce Young. I think is going to show people that he can play. So anyway, I, I'm with you. The the only team I don't like in that division really is Tampa. I don't. Tampa. I don't like Tampa yeah. in that division. I like Tampa's defense. Yeah. Um, I like the wide receivers. They have very little at running back. Quarterbacks iffy. O-line. How no. much have they fixed the O-line? That remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, I I just think – I think you're right. That whole division is not going to be slop. It's not going to be like the what the AFC South was. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be better. Not great, but better than people think it's going to be. So, all right, that I thought that was interesting that you have those guys. Uh, Jalen Hurts, number three. Voted by his peers, by the way. This okay. is this is players. So this is not yep. media, whatever. Players. Uh, voted by his peers, number three on the top 100 list, which we're going to dive into this thing full bore in the second segment. But that you consider, Derek, he wasn't even on the list last year. He didn't make – he didn't crack 100 to be yep. number three. Boy, what a what that, a rocket ship. That, that's, year. that's respect right there. And the more exposure he got in the playoffs and the Super Bowl – I think the more it enhanced a lot of players' respect for him. Not that yeah. they didn't respect him before, but what they saw him do in that Super Bowl, um, you know, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes statistically. Um, he had one gaffe in the whole game and still outplayed Patrick Mahomes statistically. Um, I think that really expedited a lot of players, a lot of his peers' opinion of him. And to go from not on the list to number three, that's respect at its finest right there. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and so what we're going to do in the second segment is we're going to tell you where and where the Eagles ranked, how many Eagles players are on the list overall in, in the top 100. Uh, we're going to look at the top five quarterbacks, how they rank them, and we'll go with top 20 overall. 
uh, that, that everybody has all together. So we'll do, we'll get into that question for you. I mentioned this off the top. It's too early to be answering questions, man. Uh, next question. Uh, everybody in the chat want to jump in and, and Gunner, I want your reaction as well on this one. Okay. Okay. So we mentioned that there is a, the first preseason game for the Eagles is Saturday evening. It is in Baltimore. Uh, they will be playing the Ravens, uh, who we'll talk about a little bit later, but, uh, seven o'clock start. Will you tune in either at all or in its entirety? Will you watch the entire game? or watch bits and pieces of it, or none at all? Well, first of all, you know I'm a football junkie. Yes. So it's like if I, I got to have my fix, you know, you had to hook me up to an IV. I will diligently watch the first three quarters. Okay. By the fourth quarter, there's a bunch of guys who probably won't play, but I will keep an ear to the TV because there's going to be a name or two that are going to make this roster. Yeah. Whether it's the 53 or the practice squad, there's some names that are going to make the roster. So I will halfway watch the fourth quarter. And, of course, I will be peeking in a Phillies game as well. Um, but for the first three quarters, I will definitely be watching attentively um, because it's, we're going to have to be discussing these names for the days and weeks to come. Correct. All right. Well, well let me uh, – yeah, so your role's a little bit different. Let, let's say we, we were uh, – we Yeah, you're just a fan. Would you watch it if you were just a fan? I will give you the exact same answer. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If I was just a fan, yes. I've been waiting for football a long time, even though it's messing up my summer, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I have to watch. Okay. You know, and even though I know regulars are barely, if any, going to work up a sweat, I will still have to watch because the twos will be playing and a lot of the twos end up becoming prominent ones, you know, along the way. So yes, I will still give you the same answer. Uh, so uh, look, I, I'm, this will be very predictable for me, but I'll, I'll watch all of it. Uh, you know, I, I, here's what I would do. I, I, I'll be like you flipping back and forth. The Philly started six, the Eagles started seven. So I'll be, yeah. I'll be on both. Why I think it's interesting. Um, I, I think we're going to see some of these guys we're talking about a lot playing in this game. I don't mm. mean Jalen hurts or, or I don't mean that, but like, is Mariota look, cause he's going to look as bad as he's looked in practice according to all yeah. the reports. So I want to yeah. see what that looks like a little bit. Uh, will Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter or Nolan Smith play. If they do, I want to see what they look like. Um, how the what's the linebacker? Are, like is Miles Jack going to be thrown right into the fray to play in this game against Baltimore? Yeah. yeah. And how does he look? Uh, what's his conditioning? You know, so how's Zacchaeus going to look? How is Quez Watkins playing? What's he going to look like? Like for me, there's Trey Sermon who they praise nonstop. Yes. I want to see Trey Sermon look good in a game. So I'm I'm interested in what this is going to look like. Yeah, you know, when you when you get the tray, you're talking about is Rashad Penny gonna play? Yeah, I don't think uh, so, but yeah, I hear you. Is Swift gonna play? Um, if they love Sermon this much, you gotta give him some rum at least the fourth quarter. Yeah. Does Boston Scott need any reps? Or do you look at Boston Scott and say, Hey, look, we know what you bring to the table. We don't need to see you on the field. Yeah. You know, Boston Scott obviously being competitive wants to get out there and get get the rust off, get some few hits in. Yeah, you know. Um yeah, if you're gonna go down five deep, how, how much will Trey Sermon play? Right. And, and the more you expose him in a preseason game, the more you're exposing him to other teams around the league if he ends up on your practice squad. That's interesting, you know, because those kind of games do go on where you don't want to show a guy off almost. Right. Exactly. That, you but, know what? Yeah. But but you gotta play him. You have to play him. You yeah. can't you can't take a risk on playing. 
your front two running backs who have had a long laundry list history of injuries, you're not going to put them out there that long. Mm-hmm. You know what you know what Kenny Gainwell can do. I'd say Gainwell might get a quarter. Boston Scott might get a quarter. And then after that, the entire tech second half might be Trey Sermon. I don't I don't know. I think I think Trey Sermon should get most of the reps at running back this Saturday. But again, it goes back to when you're talking about the cat and mouse games, um, you put them out there, you just don't know. Well, the if other thing is I don't know um like Harbaugh is kind of old school. I haven't seen anything like I would be really surprised if Lamar Jackson either plays or gets does anything more than one series, but right. he's a little old school. So he, he might play some of these guys, you know, some of their, their ones. And I, you know, I'll see how the, the Eagles backups look against them, you know, potentially. Well, you know, not only that, but you're talking about um, when you look at this Ravens team, Lamar's got his money. He's got to get in sync with Odell. Yeah. You know, they have two new deep threat pass catchers on that team. So you got to get a, get a little timing down with Odell. Um, do I want to put Odell out there after two ACL tears? I mean, he's deemed healthy. He looks good. I mean, there's, there's so many ifs, man. I mean, That's he, a risk, man. He's, oh, he, oof. You know, I mean, that dude dropped to the ground in a non-contact situation in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in tore an ACL. I don't know about putting him out I, there. I wouldn't. If you're asking yeah. me, I, I would not put him out there. But you know what a coaching mind is in a player? We need timing. We got to get that timing down. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I just that the risk is not worth the reward. Like I yeah, get, even yeah. if he's a little rusty week one, I, okay, yeah. you know, I kind of live with that a little bit rather than him going out there and getting drilled by some some third stringer who wants to make yeah. a team for himself. You some, know, some, some overzealous uh, undrafted yeah. free agent trying to make a name. I got a big hit on Odell. Uh no, nah, it's all right. Nah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Um. All right. Well, interesting. I, most people will be in in on it. And, uh, you know, Dan wants to see Nicobe Dean get reps. I, I He's not even practicing yet. So I don't I, – I doubt if Dean's in there. I me doubt. too. I don't think so. Um, he's still not all the way right with that, although it looks like he's close. He was he was in his jersey doing side work, but he looks – I don't think he's ready yet. So that I don't want to get anywhere sprain, near That high ankle sprain, depending on the individual, that sometimes that could take two, yeah. three, four weeks, depending on the severity. There's yeah. so many different degrees of a high ankle sprain. Yeah, that's no joke. You you, uh, you can't play with that because no. you know that. And, and there's also it's such a big. It's kind of like a calf. Yeah, you better make sure that that thing's right, or else it's going to recur. With him, I'm going to err on the side of caution. I understand he's he's losing valuable rep time in practice. He may even lose time when they go head to head against competition in practice, a preseason game. I get that. He's but if you want him for the full full gamut hitting the ground, you got to err on the side of caution with that thing. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. All right, let's come back. <clears throat> let's get into this list, Derek. Uh, so the NFL players voted. They put out their top 100, came down, I think, late last night. Uh, and we'll tell you. We, we, we already told you. So Jalen's three. But we'll show you where he ranks among the quarterbacks. We'll show you which Eagles made the list. We'll go through the top 20 of the list in its entirety. You know, and, and there, there's a lot to dive into here. If any Eagles got snubbed, if they're if they're there at the right place. We'll get into all those kind of things uh, when we come back. I also have seven questions for you for the Eagles, which we will uh, get into. Brian Johnson spoke today. He updated folks on a couple different things about how, you know his play calling approach, actually where he's literally going to be standing or sitting. Uh, we'll get into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown because I'm thrilled 
that they are a part of the channel, part of the station. I've been going there since I was a kid. Uh, they've been family owned since 1985. And I'll tell you, food is fresh. There isn't just sitting under a heat lamp kind of thing going on at Bravo Pizza of Havertown. They fly in their flour from Italy. They have the unbelievable pizza choices. I mean, 20 different styles. They have slices as well, but you can have the you name it, they'll make it. Pizza your way, specialized. But if you're not up for pizza, they have fresh pasta. They have sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. You name it, they've got you covered. Bravo Pizza is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities and schools, little leagues, where proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They are located at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com.
GLES Eagles. What's up, everybody? Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Gunner, uh, the NFL put out their top 100 list, which they do yeah. each and every year. Uh, you can check it out, NFL.com. It's on there uh, if you want to take a look. But uh, big news from an Eagle standpoint is Jalen Hurts voted number three overall uh, on the list behind only Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, mm -hmm. which which does slightly sting a little bit if you're an Eagles fan. Justin Jefferson, number two there. Let it go, Rob. It's in the past. Just say. Let it go, Rob. I know. I have, to, I have to move on. Stop looking in the rear view. No. Um, Jalen Rager's gone. I know. But he, he, I, I, Justin Jefferson, I get a little like, hey, I feel a little, ugh, like a little tinge. Okay. But anyway. Um, but no, Jalen is uh, is number three. Um, I will add he, this though, Rob. I will yeah. add this real quick. Just think if the Eagles had made the right move and grabbed Justin Jefferson with Jalen Hurts last year. Now, don't I hey, I love Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Justin Jefferson and the Jalen Hurts. Oh my just, god. Just I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw it out. I'm sorry. Are you trying I'm to sorry. Hey, you know, it's Tuesday, man. We're, we're, to, we're all trying to get through this together. You're 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 hurting us, Derek. I apologize, bro. I'm I don't sorry. appreciate that. All right. Um, so here let me give you the Eagles who made the list. Okay. Jalen's number three. Yeah. Uh, number 22, AJ Brown. It's a nice, yep. nice spot for AJ. Yep. Jason Kelsey, number 37. Yep. Lane Johnson, number 41. Okay. Hassan Reddick, number 48. Darius Slay, 65. Devontae Smith, 100. Okay. So you, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven Eagles in the top 100. Yeah, um, the, the only one, Derek, that I – well, number one, I think I would have had Bradbury. In, ahead of Slay? Ahead, ahead of Slay. I would. I agree. I, I agree. So if, if I'm looking at a slight – he's probably the only one that I would say. I, I think this is relatively fair for the most part. I don't um, – uh, Yeah, I, I think I think Bradbury, when you look at his numbers that he put up, and you look at some of the other cornerbacks that made the list, I think he should have been on there as well. I think he should have been there on, ahead of Slay. He was more consistent than Slay all season long, right. and he played at a high level all season long as well. Um, Slay, you know, Slay's got the name out there, you know. And, you know, sometimes, let's face it, these things are popularity contests. A lot of times it's hard to get – I always love telling the story. Our, our former friend, Rachel McCallie, you know, yeah. who was a producer. NFL Films. Yeah, yeah she's great. NFL Films. You know, she's one of the people, one of the group that has to go around to different NFL camps and get players to vote on stuff like this and how difficult it is just to get players to pick up the voting slips in the, in the locker room and just cast votes. So you wonder how how many votes. The first thing when I see these lists annually is how many players voted. Right. When you think about that, the, the NFL brethren is, is a brethren of 1,700 players. Mm -hmm. I like to know how many of them voted, first of all. That's a good then, point. Obviously, there's some favoritism involved, you know, as well. But when I look at this list, this is a pretty doggone good top 20. Now, we can, we can argue all day about jockeying for positions. And there's a couple of player, players outside of the 20 that I thought should be in that top 20. Like mm -hmm. T.J. Watt is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, he was 27. He's When he's healthy, he's as big an impact player as anybody totally. outside of the name Aaron Donald, you know, on the defensive personnel that made the top 20. That That is – 
recency bias that he was hurt last year. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? If he, he's healthy, there's no doubt he's way higher on the yes. list. But, yeah, I agree with you. I agree you know, with you. But, but outside of that, um, I can't argue with the names that made the top 20 list, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, well, here, uh, let's go through it then. Um, Mahomes is one. Nobody's yep. arguing that. Justin Jefferson, I'm not arguing that. Um, Jalen, then it's Nick Bosa at four. Yep. Travis Kelsey at five. Joe Burrow at six. Seven is Tyreek Hill. Uh, Josh Allen is eight. Micah Parsons is nine. Chris Jones is 10. Aaron Donald's 11. Josh Jacobs is 12. I, I do like that they're giving the running back some love here. Yes. And they're not just yeah. burying running backs. Anyway, the, he's, at, he's at 12. Devontae Adams is 13. Trent Williams is at 14. That's the only offensive lineman or offensive tackle ranked higher than Lane Johnson. Yeah. I would have Lane higher, but the only one higher than him is Trent Williams. Yes, um, Lane Johnson should not be sitting there at what, 41? 41. Uh, to me, he's yeah. in the he's like in the 20s for as yes, far as I'm concerned. The guy who's not given up a sack in two years. Yeah. Um, yes, I think he deserves more respect than what he got in that regard. Yes. Absolutely. Uh Fred Warner is 15. Stefan Diggs is 16. Max Crosby, 17, Minka Fitzpatrick, 18, George Kittle, 19, and Miles Garrett, 20. I, you know, I, I don't have a lot of complaints here. I got to tell I, you. I, I can't I can't complain. You know, Kelsey Kelsey was the first center on the list, if I'm not correct. Yeah. Uh, he's the first center, and rightfully so, future Hall of Famer. Lane should be higher. I think Reddick should be higher. Yeah, uh, a guy who had 16 sacks at 48. Yeah. Yes, he should be higher. Slay, I mean, you can debate that all day. And I think Devontae Smith should be higher. I think Devontae should be maybe, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. You know, he's still he's still building a name for himself. Um, I think maybe in the 80s at the very, very worst, you know, instead of 100. But he cracked the 100 entering his third year, so you can't argue that. You know the way this works a lot of times, and, and no greater example than Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts had a pretty solid – 2021 season right Um, and and i think started to get himself on the map even though he wasn't in the top 100 and then of course he he you know blew it out last year but um i i think reddick even though he's had three straight years of double digit sacks yeah didn't really come on the map until this year i think he has another season where he's at like 15 ish kind of sacks he's going to be higher than this he's definitely gonna be higher than 48 yeah uh i couldn't agree with you more um you know, it's unfortunate he had to bounce around to get what he's gotten, but <clears throat> that's still phenomenal. Um, you know, some some said when he was in Arizona, he was playing out of position. They moved him around. Same thing about Carolina. Here he comes here. They move. You know, they they, they toy with him or experiment with him early on. Then once they settled in, said, "Here's what you're going to do." Mm-hmm. He took off from there. Uh, that's phenomenal. Three back to back years with double digit sacks like that. Um, you're right. I think he cracks the top forty easily next year if he has another season similar to what he had this year, this yeah. past. And and I don't feel like, you know, sometimes guys get the opposite of what I'm talking about here, just get, get voted in on reputation. Yes. You know, all these guys performed at a pretty high level last year, every single one of these guys. Yeah, uh, uh, well, Aaron Donald kind of, you know, tapered up because he yeah. got injured. But yeah. still, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Until further notice, Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. Yeah, he is the elite of the elite when it comes to D tackles, the most disruptive D tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. It's second to none when it comes to Aaron Donald. So um, I'll give him that. I'll give him that caveat there. I'm looking at all these other players on the list. You're right; they're all impact players. I think Minka Fitzpatrick arguably is the best safety in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, hard hitting, sure tackler, smart. 
Um, and that's one thing the Steelers do, man. You know, some teams always find their quarterbacks. Steelers always find that one safety. Yeah, yeah oh, they do. You're right. But it, it starts with the linebackers, but they always find that one center fielder, man, somehow, some way. They made the trade and got him in there, and I tell you what, he has been everything you expected him to be and then some. Yeah, I, uh, I, he, he, I may be the only one, Derek, that uh, – is Josh Allen number eight worthy off of some of the turnovers that he had last year? Uh, no. That's no. one I think you can maybe argue. I would argue – I would have Travis Kelsey and Joe Burrow in front of Nick Bosa. I would argue that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, the other thing that, that jumped out at me, like I'm looking at this list, and, and the Raiders have, what, three guys in the top – where was Crosby? Crosby was uh, 17. Okay, so they have three guys in the top 17, and they're not a playoff team? Like, what, what's going on there? I mean, they have Devontae, Josh Jacobs, and Max Crosby. Well, all three of those players went in top of the categories. Josh Jacobs was the NFL rushing champ, okay? Devontae Adams, another 100-catch season. He was, like, in the top five or six in receiving. Yeah. And Max Crosby was was outstanding, you know? No, I love them all. I'm saying that team should be better than they are with that exactly. kind of talent. You know what? I would also say I would put Tyreek Hill in front of Travis Kelsey and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tyreek might be my number four. I think he's the most dangerous receiver in the game. He he, he is. You know, that That's the other thing you talk about. And certainly and Travis is a guy that you game plan for. But the first thing you do when you're talking about the Dolphins is, all right, how are we handling – what are we doing with Tyreek Hill? Right, what yeah. are we doing to minimize him? You know he's going to get his. He's in the – he's getting his category. How do we just minimize the damage that he does to us? Yes. And you look at the catches he had and the, and the amount of yards he had per, you know, per catch – you know, it, I, I can't talk about this enough. I can't think of another receiver in the game today. You double you double team him. You put a safety over the top of him. You still cannot stop him. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback, if your quarterback has time to set up and pat that ball two or three times and wait for him to clear, you cannot cover him. It, it's like Deshaun Jackson back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, Deshaun Jackson, if, if, if the quarterback had time, Deshaun Jackson was going to get by. He didn't make a difference how many people you put on him. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is a faster version of that, and he stays healthy. Yeah. He's, and he he's stays a bigger healthy. version. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, no, so I agree. I, with I, I might, I might, I might put Tyreek after Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not crazy to put him that high. I agree with you. Um, all right, let's um, let's look at the at at uh, eleven through twenty. Mention Aaron Donald. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we did that. Let, let's go. Um, let's go 21 through 30, Derek. You curious where that falls? 21 through 30, okay. Yeah, because we gave you we gave you the top 20, so we'll uh, we'll run through the uh, the next grouping here. And again, you know, th- there's a th- the good thing from an Eagle standpoint is I think they're pretty decently represented here. But yeah. all right, let, let let's go through it. All right, number 30. I'll work up. Derwin James. Sure. Um, it's a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the midst of a four-year, $76 million extension. Uh, he had two interceptions, two forced fumbles, 115 tackles. And, and, and you know, we'll play an old-school style. He'll hit you. Uh, sometimes he'll get himself in trouble, but he'll hit you. Yeah. That's for sure. But you know what? That's, that's a psych- psychological warfare there. Yeah. You know, when he puts the laser lumber on you like that, I guarantee you, everybody else with the ball is looking to, looking to find out where he is. No doubt. You know, so he'll take a penalty every now and then. Um, to prove his point, I'll tell you what, though, <laughs> man, 
Uh, that dude can play on my defense any day of the week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. He's an impact guy. I'm not arguing Nick Chubb at 29. Uh, you know, 1,500 yards last year. Uh, has had at least 1,000 yards in every season except his rookie year, where he only missed it by four yards. He had 996. Yeah, he is a yeah. very consistent player uh, and has been throughout his career since coming out of Georgia. Uh, no question. I might have had him a little bit higher. I might have had him at 26, 25, 26. But you know what? The fact that he made the top 30 and the dude runs out of what he had 300 carries last year, 1500 yards. He's rushing. a workhorse. Yep. He's a workhorse. How long can his body hold up? That remains to be seen. Yeah. What that's going to look like after 30, that'll be interesting. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, who is a stud uh, for the giants for sure. Uh, along that defensive line, defensive tackle. He's a guy who will get to the quarterback. He had seven and a half sacks. He had 70 pressures last year uh, as well. That's the second PFF gave him the, the second highest grade among interior defenders at 91.6. He's another one who got paid four years, 90 million, but he's very, very good. You know, and I don't think he gets a lot of notoriety that no. he should because he's been playing on a losing entity for so long, but you know what? He's a, he's a heck of a player. You're right. Um, and, and, and obviously his peers recognize what he is, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, when you start talking about names around the league, he's not a name. It's just part of a general conversation around the table. You think about it, like D tackles don't get the other than no. uh, Aaron Donald Aaron don't get Donald. enough love anyway. No, no, I agree. Uh, and you you brought this up, so we'll just revisit uh, T.J. Watt at twenty seven. I think a lot of that is he only played ten games last year. He still had yeah. five and a half sacks uh, in those ten games. Uh, the year before, twenty two and a half. Um, but he's got to got to be able to stay healthy. Yeah, you know, he's a little bit undersized, and you do worry about that as his career goes on, but. You know, five straight Pro Bowls. This guy is ridiculous. I tell you what, undersized, twenty-two and a half sacks. I'll take him. I hear you. No, I hear I'll you. Him. And I do I think he should have been higher. But again, I'm sure he dropped because of the uh, lack of games he played. But you look at you look at his 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 uh, career. Look at look at the amount of double-digit sacks he's had coming yeah. off the edge. He's nowhere near big as his brother JJ. Right. But look at the impact he has on games. He's, yeah. There are games when he's unstoppable. I agree. And it's not just sacks. It's, it's, it's hurries. It's, it's hits, yes. you know, all that. Uh, Jerry Alexander, you know, very well how, how good yeah. this guy is. Um, you know, he, he is, uh, he's been a little, he was a little banged up in 21 when he missed four games, I think. Yeah. Uh, but bounced back big time, five picks last year, uh, four tackles for loss. Uh, you know, he's a guy you just don't throw against, um, you know, uh, 14 passes defense, just, just stud, just flat out stud, two straight uh, pro bowls for him. This this kid, um, you talk about big talker. If I was a coach, I would tell him, would you please conserve some of that energy so you're not tired out in the fourth quarter? Yeah. He is a nonstop motor, press coverage, playing off. It doesn't make a difference. He can run with just about every receiver in the game. Uh, you know, lightning fast, uh, ball hawk, definitely a ball hawk, um, anticipates gr greatly. Um, he, at 26, yeah, he's about, about right where he should be. Mm -hmm. All right, let, I'll, I'll pick it up. We don't really, there's not a lot to say about Derrick Henry. The guy's been the model of consistency, you know, even, even, you know, being a little bit banged up, he still puts up massive numbers. Uh, he had 1500 yards, fourth time he's hit, you know, at least a thousand yard mark, 13 more TDs. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, how much more can he give you right at this point? Uh, but still, still a beast. Roquan Smith, great trade by the Ravens yes. him from the bears last yeah. year. Um, you know, just another big year. He does everything. Three picks, four and a half sacks, passes defense, 169 tackles, which is the third most. Uh, first team all pro, pro bowler. You know, this guy, 
he, he can just flat play. Big time impact inside linebacker. Um, and basically the Ravens got him for a steal. Um, I, I love everything about his game, except he, when he wore that Chicago Bears uniform. Uh, but man, I tell you what, he is he's probably one of my top two or three inside backers in the game today. Yeah. Uh, 23, a lot of respect for the rookie, Sauce Gardner. Uh, Gardner, he, uh, you know, just a, a big time, big time impactful rookie year. Uh, gave up just one scoring uh, TD, uh, passed the fence 20, which means they're not throwing his way. And, uh, you know, rookie of the year. So th- th- what else can you say? Just an unbelievable season. If, if you ever get a chance, read the story. This the, the this great story Sports Illustrated did on him last month. Great story about what drives him, what motivates him, you know, people he's trying to help, what he really wants to do more than be just being a football player. And you look at what he's already accomplished as a rookie. Sky's still a limit for this young man. Yeah. Um, I love his game. Fearless, man. Fearless. Great technician. You know, for a guy who's a rookie to be technically sound the way he is, dude, they don't come along like that. Some Most of the great ones you develop a year or two into their career. Yeah, this he dude hit the ground running as a rookie already playing at a Pro Bowl level. He was just ready. He was NFL ready. He was plug and play, and there, there was nothing you had to do with the guy. Uh, just amazing. Um, all right, so beyond that, uh, I mentioned AJ is 22. Yeah. Austin Eckler is 21 for the Chargers, kind of a do-it-all guy, 107 receptions and you know can run the ball and 13 TDs, you, you know, you know, et cetera. He is the ultimate Swiss Army knife, can do whatever is needed for them. Well, um, Christian McCaffrey part two, but I thought at 21, that's a little high. Yeah. I'm going to have him in the 30s. Mm-hmm. It's not a disrespect to him. I just thought they were more impactful players who should have made it ahead of him. I would have had, I would have had Derwin James ahead of him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think it's fair. I, I think he that is a little bit high for him. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. Um, yeah, look, eagle wise, just to swing it back to the Eagles here. Um, like to me, I think I think AJ's probably where he should be. But the Jalen thing, let's go back to that because that yeah. is a really high level of respect from your peers to have him at three. Like he's now ahead of Burrow and Allen and yeah. Herbert. And all of those young guys, that group that he's in with, you know, Mahomes is in a category of his own. But to be ahead of those guys, man, yeah. it's just that's amazing. And he vault he vaults to that status at the tender age of twenty four. Mm. That shows just turned twenty five. Just turned twenty five. Yes, shows you the type. Well, you know, type. Well, he did. He did it when he's twenty four. True. Right. Very true. Twenty five now. Yeah. Um, that just shows you the kind of respect because you know when they play in the Super Bowl, everybody's watching. Yeah. You know, all the players are watching, <clears throat> and I'm, I guarantee you, there were a number of players came away going, "Wow, okay, I knew Jalen Hurts was good, but wow, mm-hmm. you know." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that says a lot about his character and the time and effort he put into perfecting his craft to make himself that much better. You know, I would say eventually he's going to be number one on this list one day before his career is all said and done. He's got a chance. The other thing is, I was looking at the Super Bowl numbers. You know, you, you tend to forget some of this. He was 27 of 38, 304 yards. He threw a TD. He had a 71 completion percentage. He had a 103.4 passer rating. He ran 15 times for 70 yards yeah. and three touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Yes, he had the big fumble. No yeah. denying it. But they're incredible. That's in the Super Bowl. Yes. You remember going into it, Derek, because going into it, he hadn't had to, he didn't have to do a lot against San Fran. 
15 for 25, 121 yards. Uh, didn't have to do against, a lot against the Giants. 16 for 24, 154 yards. And the big talk was, is he going to be ready for the, the big stage? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he did he ever answer that? I know. And, and I can't wait to see how he follows up. You know, when you have a, a marquee performance like that, the first thing he says, man, I can't wait to see his next act. Mm-hmm. What else can this kid do? You know, yeah. am I, I'm excited to see, you know, uh, if the, is there variations to his game? Is he adding something new to his repertoire? How are Brian Johnson has known him since he was a kid? Utilize him differently from Shane Steichen. You know, I can't wait to see what he does this year against better competition. Yeah, no, that's a, that is going to be interesting in the areas of improvement for him as well. Um, you know, and what, what areas you're looking at here for him to get better at. I, and I think it's, it, there are certain things, right? Uh, you can always get better going through your progressions, I think, uh, yes. is one of them. And that, you know, maybe that allows you to hit your third, your tertiary receiver, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, instead of taking off and running. I think that could be a big thing just to keep him out of harm's way a little bit. Just getting it out of your hand quicker in the pocket. would, And he's been pretty good with that, too. Yeah. Uh, I think those areas... You can always still just recognition of what a defense is trying to do because a lot of times they're going to show you something and then change it and go into something else. So I think that's also where he can get better. The natural ability is just you can't teach it. You know, some of that that innate ability to run and and the ability to throw and you know, you know the preparation is going to be there, but they're the things right. that get better. Um, I, I I agree with you 100. percent But that, sometimes you might have to protect Jalen from himself without taking away from his game, as crazy as that sounds. Um, you know, I, I would like to see him maybe have a little bit more of a Patrick Mahomes approach in the sense that moving around to buy time with all the abundance of weapons he has, and that includes a running back and DeAndre Swift, you know, don't don't be, don't be take off and run, man. Just stay back there. One of your guys is going to get free. With that offensive line blocking for you, eventually one of your guys is going to get free. Yeah. You can go sideline to sideline. And you look at from your tight end to your 2,000 yards receivers to the back coming out of the backfield, somebody's going to free yourself up. You have the wherewithal and the ability to sidestep a lot of pursuers. You know, just by the time, use your arm in, in, as much as you can and your legs less. Well, that's where I think, too, I agree with you. Uh, that That is where Mahomes is so great in that he, he will take off, and we saw it in the Super Bowl, but he's so good at buying time, buying time. You know, it's yeah. one of the things that Mahomes talked about in the uh, quarterback docuseries on netflix he studied brady not because brady was as athletic as patrick mahomes but because of the way he climbed the pocket and he would do one sidestep this way or one step that way and it bought enough time for him to be able to make whatever throw he needed to make that's obviously another area i i I thought it was interesting dallas goddard mentioned that that hertz took this like elaborate like film study thing out to california with him to work did you see this no I, let me see if I can find it. I, I'll, I'll pull it up. It, but yeah, Hurt, uh, Goddard was talking about it. And he said that when when Hertz, when he went out to, I guess, visit Hertz in California where he was working out, um, he mentioned how he had this sort of like funky kind of, uh, I, I don't even know what it was, for, for lack of a better word, film study thing. But it, it, was, it was almost, um, you know, like real action. Uh, as opposed to just okay. the old traditional way of doing it, okay. know, for, for lack of a better word. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Like he's always trying 
to sort of take it to a different level and 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 dig in a little bit more, which is very very cool. I mean, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. Let me put it to you that way. Doesn't surprise me for this guy. Uh, all right, let's come back and we are going into our seven questions regarding the Eagles. Seven questions. So I'll give you a little teaser. Man, you're full of questions today. My questions. Uh, I have no answers. It includes the issue. Did you better? Uh, we'll get them, <laughs> get some. Uh, it includes the Super Bowl. It includes uh, what we what is acceptable for the offense, what is acceptable for the defense. Dallas Goddard numbers, uh, rushing numbers, Jalen Hurts MVP, Hassan Reddick sack totals. Just a few, just to name a few. We will do all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because, look, figuring out um, your finances and investing the right way with your hard-earned money uh, is critical. I mean, you don't want to work as hard as you work and look up and have very little to show for it, right? Especially later in life. So with Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, you will be in the proper hands for your future and your present. Uh, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. 
sure our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Hi, Derek, you're muted. And I'm back. <laughs> we're a we're a pathetic lot, you know. I couldn't get back on time. You're still muted. Uh there we what? go. Oh you man. Were, you were Come muted. Y'all. You were muted, and I was trying to get the dog in. Uh so that's hey. good times. Good times. Yes. Um, hey. right. anyway. So we're back. Yeah, you were on a run. I don't know what happened, man. You you, you were I was on a roll, man. I was, you I was, pro- you did like two months without one one mute issue. And now I've had two in one week, two in two in two days. I know. You know what it is? It's August depression. It's clouded my thought process and my sharpness. Um, setting in. Yeah. It's setting in because September's right around the corner, and September, just a month alone, is not one of my favorite months because you know what it entails. And <laughs> on the plus side, there's football. On the negative side, there's a change in the weather coming. Just when I'm starting to bask in the warmth of summer despite yeah. all this all these monsoons i still welcome it but have you noticed too um it's getting dark faster that is a bad sign my friend why why yes, you have to bring is. that up i'm what? sorry i'm sorry to sorry to break heck? it to you i thought you was may this, have noticed was this payback for when i said earlier what if the eagles had gotten justin jefferson to go along with jalen hurts was that the payback no i listen i'm with you i like the warmth okay although i am itching for football at the start, but I, yes. I, I am with you. I am with you. All right, let's go to our Eagles questions. And I want to get everybody's reaction. Everybody in the chat. I want you to react to these as well. I'm just going to fire a few at you. Yeah. They're, 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 they're yes, no, but you know, obviously we want to expand on them as well. All right. So here we go. Is this a Super Bowl or bust type of season in your opinion, Derek Gunn is, is anything less barring injuries? Anything less than at least getting there, if not winning it, acceptable? Uh, no, because yeah, no, it, it's got to be a Super Bowl or bust. Because if you look at most teams that go to a Super Bowl the next year, they are they've they've lost a lot of people that helped them get there. And I'm not just talking about frontline players. I'm talking about special teams players, you know, and players like that that are, have definitive roles into helping them get there. Um, look at the way this Eagles roster is 
is put together, I think it's imperative all they focus on, obviously, week to week. They got to get back to the Super Bowl. You have to. Your whole offense is back intact, except you'll have a new body at right guard. Yeah. 2,000-yard receivers, quarterback second in MVP voting. Hopefully, your, your tight end, you know, one of the top tight ends in the game is still there. Um, um, and, and you've deepened the running back spot. You still have a pretty good pass rush in, on defense. You got two potential Pro Bowl cornerbacks. This team is built to win. Mm-hmm. It's built to win now. There's no more. Hey, uh, it's a it's a it's a gradual progression. So yes, if they don't if they don't get to the Super Bowl, it's a bust. I yeah, agree. I agree. I, I, you know, and I. Look, you go back to the Super Bowl and you lose to the Chiefs in a crazy game or something like that. You know, okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It, it is what it is. But the way that they are with, with the quarterback that they have, with the talent that they have, you know, they did lose pieces, but they didn't lose enough pieces for me to say they were going to take a step back. Uh, right. I they they got to get there. They got to get there. You know, we can make a real argument that they should. They got to win it because every year is supposed to be about, supposed to be about getting better, uh, technically. You know, and the thing is, you, 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 they didn't, but you should have won that game. You should have won that game. Let, so it's me, not like yeah, it's yeah. impossible to beat the Chiefs. Let, let me change my wording just a little bit. It's not a bust, but a big disappointment, and here's why. And we talked about this with Ray Didger. I brought this up. You know, when you think about only 17% of teams that get to a Super Bowl actually get back there a second year in a row. When you couple in the fact that it's been since 1974-75 since the NFC loser in a Super Bowl has gone back-to-back. The Vikings were the last team to do that. And you look at the strength of their schedule to get back there again this year compared to a season ago. It's that much more difficult. And you have to also couple in the health factor as well. So I can't say it's a bust because if you get back there, you achieved your goal of getting back there. Anything can happen in a Super Bowl. But if you fall short of getting there, that's a major disappointment. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, question number two. Is anything less than being a top three offense acceptable? And how do you define that? Ultimately, it's Ooh. points per game. Points yeah. per game. Anything less than that acceptable? Because that's that's, you know basically what they were last year. I mean, if you look at it in, in, in terms of just points per game yeah. um, and you know, and you're, that's to me, we, we can talk about total yardage and all that other stuff. And, and that's all well and good, but you know, really it comes down to what are you scoring here? And Kansas city was 29.2. The bills were 28.4. The Eagles are 28.1 and the Cowboys are 27.5. If they are anything less than that, is that acceptable? I would say I would say if they're top five, I'm, I'm happy with the top okay. five okay. because you look at some of the offenses out there, and uh, Kansas City, Buffalo's offense. Um, as much as you hate to say it, Dallas Dallas is going to put up points. You know, in one team could be a dominant pass team, but they only get average 95 yards a game rushing, or eight, you know, it could be. We've seen that happen. But there's still a potent offense because they chew you up through the air. Mm-hmm. You know, a team could be a control offense, control the clock more, and just win the games in more low-scoring affairs. It could be the case also. You know, and that's why I say the Eagles, there's some wiggle room there. But if the Eagles are a top five offense, that's that's right where I expect them to be with the firepower power they have. 
you know, yeah, the top the top five has them. It, it, let's just say it, it 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 sort of holds up the way it did last year. You know, you're still you're still scoring about 27 points per game, 27 yes, and a half points. That's still a lot of points. It is. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be three. I want them to be in that 28 range. I you do know, too. That that's really what it comes down to. Just be right around there. And if you are, okay, then 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 that's good. I mean, that's kind of where we're at here. Um, all right, beyond that, question number three. Will the defense give up more than 20.2 per game? I'll jump on this one first, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll let you go first. They will. Yeah. They will. They will. I mean, they're playing better teams. Their defense early I don't think is going to be as good. I think that's going to skew the average a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I I do. I, I think it's going to be, you know, how many more points per game is tough to really quantify, but I definitely think that they're going to give up more than they gave up. Uh, that's for sure. So I would say yes. My yes. biggest concern is will they be weaker against the run than they were a year ago? Mm. And I have reservations about that. I mean, it was, there was a stretch when they were dominant in the run defense, and all of a sudden you start seeing holes in the run defense down the stretch, and they were healthy. You know, they were healthy in the trenches. And now you don't have Javon Hargrave, who was not much of a run defender to begin with. You're incorporating new young bodies, um, not young bodies, a new one in Jalen Carter, a holdover in Jordan Davis. Uh, we don't know what Fletcher Cox is going to give you. Um, I think they're going to be worse against the run than they were a season ago. Yeah, they are. I, I think they're going to be worse against the run. And I don't know, like, I think they may have trouble with like tight ends and running backs out of the backfield with the, with the linebacker yeah, thing or the safety yeah. thing. The problem is if they're worse against the run, it means offenses are controlling the clock more, making them making those games more interesting than they should be. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a concern as well. But I do think, um, I don't I, right now as I look at it now, even with Miles uh, Miles Jack and Cunningham, I don't see them. I don't see how they're going to be better defending in the middle of the field and passing games also mm -hmm. against tight ends and slot receivers. I really don't. You know, um, yeah, I, I think the yeah I think the defense is going to give up more points this year than they did. I think either. yeah, I like I think this, their pass rush is going to be really really good. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the strengths of the team. I think their pass rush is going to be really really good. Their corner play is going to be good. As much as we talk about Slay has fallen off a little bit, I, I, there's still that group with Slay and Bradbury and, and Avante Maddox is good. Yeah. So See, they're good there. Yeah. Tone, Tone says the offense has to be exceptional. I agree. I agree with that. The offense, I, the offense should be exceptional. The I agree. Hit the round, The offense should hit the ground from opening day. Yep. You know, we always talk about oh, you know, the first game you you you're getting rid of some of the rust. Not this offense because everybody's back. Everybody knows everybody's role except the two running backs, the two new running backs. But for the most part, everybody knows their role. This offense should hit the ground running at a high level right out the gate. Mm -hmm. And so I do think the offense, yes, has to be exceptional week in and week out to cover up for some of the deficiencies that the defense will have. Yeah, and and, and look, there is going to be more of a burden on this offense. They are going to have to do it because, quite frankly, they didn't lose a lot. So they yeah. need to step their game up and, right. and be as good, if not better, because it's going to be harder. You're not. You're not. You're going to be playing closer games, games that you might be trailing, and you. That's the other thing. We didn't see them tested a whole lot in situations where they had to come back in games. So that's another area that we're going to have to. We're going to, have to see if they're capable yeah. of doing that. Absolutely. 
All right. Uh, the next question. He mentioned it the other day that he wants it. Will Dallas Goddard go over a thousand yards? I don't think so. And I love everything about Dallas Goddard's game. Um, his blocking ability, separation, tough after the catch, sure-handed, makes difficult catches. But this, there's only so many balls to go around. Yeah. And when you have the wealth of pass catchers that this team has, um, it's hard for that tight end to get those kind of numbers. You look at Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, no matter who they have at wideout, Travis Kelsey is the primary focal point of that offense when it comes in the passing game. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the case with the Eagles, you know. Uh, you had 2,000-yard receivers. Now you you brought in an expert pass catcher out of the backfield and Swift. You know, Gainwell's got to get his touches. You know, and every now and then, I hate to say it, Quez is going to get a look as well. Yeah. yeah. Or Zacchaeus, you know. So I think this is going to take away from some of the potential looks and potential catches for a Dallas Goddard. If he's anywhere between that 7 and 800 range in receiving yards, that's a really good year. Mm-hmm. Not just for him, but for any tight end, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I'm going to say no. There's too many weapons here. If he was in a different circumstance on a different team with less talent, then he'd be over 1,000 yards. But the other thing, he's got to show he can stay healthy for 16, 17 yeah. games. Yeah. So, I no, I don't – based off of that, I don't know that he can stay on the field for 17 games, and I just think – there, there is, there's too many, there's too much to share. There's too much wealth that needs to be shared here for him to get there. I think he can get in the 800 range and, you know, catches. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's good after the catch, which is yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, let me put it to you this way. At the end of the season, if Dallas Goddard is in the 800 yard receiving category, yeah. I would be thrilled. Like that would be great as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all right. I mean, if, if you, if you think about it, his last three years, he's played 11, 15 and 12 games. The most catches he's had in any season was his second year in the league was 58. You know, after that, it's been 46, 56, 55. And let's face it, the last two years, Howie Roseman has expanded the, the, the prosperity tree by bringing in more pass catchers by way of the draft and by way of a trade. Mm -hmm. The best season he had was what? 830 receiving yards. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I don't think, He'll get close to a thousand because I'm concerned about his health. Number one and number two, it seems like from last year to this year they just keep broadening the branch, the, the tree, the tree branches in terms of people they can throw the football to. Yeah, no question. All right, um, will any eagle? This includes running backs and the quarterback. Will any eagle rush for over 800 yards? Jeez, man, that's a that's a good one. Wow. Any eagle over 800 yards. I think Penny might come close if he can stay healthy. I, I, I think he might come close. But I, I wouldn't be surprised, Rob, if you're leading Russia 7, 700, 750. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, does, when does Kenny Gainwell get his touches? You know, even though we talk about Smith, uh, Swift as a pass catcher, he's a decent runner also. When does he get his touches? Yeah. You know? And oh, don't forget about little Boston Scott back there also. <clears throat> there are going to be games, I would assume, against the Giants twice, where he's going to rise to the occasion as well. Yep. You know, so when you talk about – we know we know one back is not going to get 300 carries in this offense. No chance. Is there a back that you think will get 250 carries in this offense? No, I don't. So I don't. 
So that's why I think the numbers keep going down. I just, I don't, I don't see it, Rob. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it either, Derek. Uh, I don't see it. I, I think that the, your best chance could be Jalen Hurts, but I don't think he runs as much as he ran last year. So right, I, right. I think you're looking at Jalen in the 600s. I think yeah. Swift 600s. I think Penny 600s. Uh, hmm. 300s, maybe Gainwell. Because they're all Gainwell and Swift are going to catch passes too, right? Right. So I think that's um, what you're looking at for all these guys. Yeah. See, see, Swift's uh, Swift's best year running the football was like 617 yards. Yeah. Um, and and for Penny, his best was 749. He had 100. He had 749 yards rushing and 119 carries. That's some phenomenal. And so I think to keep these guys healthy, and the coaching staff has to think about this. You know, as much as we talk about it, you don't think the coaches go over this time and time again. How do we keep these guys healthy? We have enough depth to reduce to reduce um, the amount of touches they need, but yet keep them effective in games and to keep that change of pace. And in order to do that, that means the individual numbers will have to take a back seat to the overall numbers. Uh, I said it before. I believe this is still going to be one of the top two or three rushing teams in the National Football League collectively. But individually, I don't. I don't think you'll have a running back over 750 yards. To be honest, I don't. No, I don't. And that, again, none of these are bad things. It's no, all good. Not. It's all good. You have a lot of options. Uh, spread the wealth. All right. Um, will Hassan Reddick have more than 16 sacks, which was Ooh. his regular season number last year? Will Ooh, he get over man. that number? Wow, that's a tough one. Also. Um, I think it will be difficult for him only because of the the quarterbacks that you are playing. You have a lot of quarterbacks this time around to get rid of the ball a lot quicker than normally. Stafford, quick trigger. Rodgers, not going to take unnecessary hits. Tua, he's gonna, they're going to vamp that offense. Um, Dak Prescott likes to pack, pat the ball. Mahomes is going to dance around and avoid hits. Josh Allen is not going to hold the ball. Purdy is not going to hold the ball. Geno Smith doesn't hold the ball a long time, especially when you got the pass catchers he has. Um, it's going to be hard for him to 16. I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of reality that he could get it. But, you know, the numbers that he racked up last year, let's face it, he was against guys that were standing back there half the time scared because they didn't know where the pressure was coming from. And plus, they played a whole bunch of weak offensive lines last year. Mm-hmm. I think he has a good shot to do it. But if I was a betting man, I would not put money on the fact that he will get 16 or high, higher this year just based on who they're playing across the board this year in terms of quarterbacks. I, I think 16 is a really high bar um, to be set for, for any player, um, right, right. really. I'm torn on this one um, I because there's going to be less sacks, I think, to go around. In other words, when you lose Hargrave and, and you lose some of the, the firepower that they lost, somebody's got to pick up the slack a little bit. Um, right. and, and I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he does. I, I think it's real close. It's right in the same neighborhood. But I'll go. He goes slightly more. I think he goes slightly more. Um, I think where you're going to make up the sacks, Jalen Carter will get you maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe four. So actually, um, about six. Yeah. Nolan Smith get a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Graham, he'll be right right he'll around. Be there. He'll be there. Uh, you know Sweat's gonna be there. 
Derek Barnett. Could count Barnett's going to need to be a contributor. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to need to be a contributor. Um, but I think I, – I do. I believe he can get there. I honestly do. Um, wow. Does okay. anybody – is there anybody else who could – I, 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 everything okay. here about Nolan Smith is I, I think he's another one to get you four or five. So I'm, I'm going to count on a couple of young guys to get you, get you a few. Uh, and Milton Williams will get you a couple. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Sweat was your leader in sacks this year because teams start sliding the offensive line to, to focus more on Hassan Reddick coming off the other side, which yeah. will give Jaylen, uh, uh, Josh Sweat more one-on-one opportunities, even more so than what he had last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he checked in at the end of the regular season as your leading sack, a sack total getter. Mm, okay. I, I, you, you very well could be right. I mean, to me, he's the guy you game plan against. Like I got to stop him. If I could stop him, I'll figure it out, you know, from there. Yep, so I think yep. that's something that, uh, that could, uh, could take place for sure. All right. Uh, will Jalen hurts be the MVP this year? Oh, 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 oh. finish second. Uh, we all know to, to Patrick Mahomes. Will he get over the hump and be that guy? I think the league and the voters are so in love and so wild still by Patrick Mahomes. He is still your front runner. If he puts up another 5,000-yard passing season and 30 touchdowns, you know who's going to win it. Because every storyline is revolving around Patrick Mahomes. Did you see what he did this week? Did you see what he did? Jalen Hurts will be deserving of the honor. But I think that guy, at least for another year, Mahomes will stand in his way. If Mahomes doesn't miss a game, if he plays the full season and keeps doing what he's doing, this league is so infatuated with Mahomes, it's you know, it's, it's unbelievable. You look, you look at look at year in and year out, or decade and decade decade out, the league becomes infatuated with certain players. Yeah, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson briefly when he was that thousand yard rusher and now it's Patrick Mahomes turn and everybody just adores anything that Patrick Mahomes does. And let's face it. The dude plays in quarterback position. Unlike anything we've seen before. Yeah. You know, completing passes with his left hand, flipping them over the top of defenders into a bread basket of a guy waiting in the end zone. Um, you know, Pierre waiting 20 different ways like Fran Tarkenton just to buy time until people free themselves up. You know, I mean, him and Andy Reid are the perfect match for each other. Yeah, he is style and substance. He really is, Patrick. Yes. But, but I do think voting Jalen Hurts number three on this list signifies that he's coming. He's coming, man. And like, it, it, I don't know it's going to take much more than what he did last year. Yeah, the problem is like you're with for him to be able to overcome Mahomes you got to take a step back. I don't you know, know that Holmes is Mahomes is ready to take a step back. Right I don't now. either. And see, see, Jalen also has to win a Super Bowl, yeah, an MVP. You know, Mahomes is one. Mahomes is 27 years old. He's got two rings and two MVPs at the tender age of 27. That's hard to overcome. I don't care how good you are. That's hard to overcome. Yeah, you know. He's been Mahomes has been to three of the last four Super Bowls. He's won two. Mm-hmm. You know he's the darling of the league right now. There's yeah, no question is. about it. Right. I just think at least for one more year, Mahomes continues to stand in Hurts' way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, over under twelve and a half wins for the Eagles. Twelve and a half. They won fourteen last year. Tougher schedule. Um, 
you know, lost some pieces. 12 and a half in a competitive division with where three teams went to the playoffs last year, Dallas Eagles giants. Mm. Your over under is 12 and a half. Yep. And then I'm going to say under, because I would pick, I, I was stuck on 11, but I would say 12 is feasible. Okay. I would say 12. So, I, you know, not by much, but I would say I'm right at, I'm right in that 11 and a half, 12 range. So because of that, I have to say under, since you put that half there, <laughs> yeah. but I look at the schedule and they're gonna they're gonna hit some walls. I mean, everything's not gonna be perfect, you know. And, and let's face it, just like everybody else, they're not gonna have everybody every game that they they're need not. to get the job done. Nope, it's just the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna come across that one team where they're just having an off day, and the opponent could do no wrong. I mean, it happened twice last year. Look, the Washington game. Yeah, would have thought that Washington would have come in here and beat this team. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, even without Patrick Mahomes, I mean, with, even without Jalen Hurts, did you think the Saints would come in here and do what they did? It's just the nature of the beast. Everybody has an off day. Well, think about this, too. Um, even though they won the games and we they all sort of start becoming a blur at some point, but yeah. they barely beat Houston. Right. They Indiana- barely beat Arizona. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, like there were games that they had no business like being in that had no business right. being close. Right. That's just that's the NFL. That's the NFL. It's just, it is. Yeah. It's- like look back at the Chiefs last year. Um, and I, you know, you, I picked you noticed some of this when you were watching the docuseries or whatever, um, on Netflix. But, but you know, they were in a lot of games where Mahomes had to just drag them back. Yes. To win the game. Yes. Uh, they 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 lost to the Colts in week three. Yeah, they did. Kansas City did. Um, you know, they not the Buffalo's a good team, but they lost to Buffalo. Uh, they lost to Cincinnati during the regular season. They barely beat the Chargers. They barely beat Tennessee. My point is, there's a lot of close games, even though teams are yeah. probably pretty heavy favorites in these games in that league. There's just a lot of tight games. It, it's hey, the Eagles, nature of the beast. Eagles needed a late drive, a late touchdown drive to get past the Colts. Yeah, and they needed you know, some fluky stuff to happen against the Cardinals to Absolutely. win. Absolutely. And you remember that game, correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot was hurt, right? Wasn't it Dicker the kicker who I hit a long one? Was. Yes. <laughs> Cameron, is he with anybody? He was with the West Coast team. Um, Chargers, I think. Who oh, I got to look this up now. He was in the league last year. I know that. Yeah, he but he bounced around a bunch of times. Like, I, I think he was a Charger at the end. Let me look at their depth chart. Let's. Let's see where our guy ended up. Was he a charger? Uh, all right, uh, let me see. Let me see. All right, kicker. Da, da, da. No, uh, yeah, he's listed as the backup behind Dustin Hopkins. With the Chargers? On, who's hurt. Yeah, right now he's the backup with the Chargers. Okay, so he did kick for them last year. Yeah. Because I saw him in a televised game. I, I, sa- I want to say he was on three teams last year. Three total. teams? Well, he, I uh, know it was two. Okay. It was the Eagles for one game, 10 games with the Chargers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that status is of, of their kicker, the, the, the Dustin Hopkins. What if he's the, uh, he's their number one, what his status is. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. That was, uh, was good. Fun, fun exercise. Oh, lastly, Will, uh, I already asked you that. Never mind. All right. Uh, let's move on. So when we come back, Derek, we'll hit a couple things. Brian Johnson spoke today. Uh, laid out his plan, what he likes. He called the 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 art of play calling, or he called play calling part art, part science. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit, some of the other things that went on in practice today. 
mixing some Phillies as well as they uh, they start a doubleheader today at four o'clock and they begin four games versus. Oh, I'm a little surprised they didn't space them out more. Y- yeah, I am too. Like I a one too. one o'clock and a seven. Give them time to breathe. Yeah, yeah. it's a half hour in between games. It's, it, it's if tough. that first game goes extra innings, now it's crunch time. Yeah, yeah, you want to be able to get something to eat. It out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they, they just want less time at the ballpark because they're in such a long stretch here. Um, but, yeah, we'll do we'll hit all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. Pro Action Restoration. All right, they are the people that you call, that you reach out to if your home, business, property that you may own goes through the inconvenience, the pain, maybe something that happened last night, right, of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, they can handle it. I mean, sometimes when we get those kind of heavy rains, your basement gets flooded. And if that's the case and you're not really equipped to handle that kind of thing and or there's damage to your carpet, to some of your furniture, whatever the case may be, ProAction Restoration is the place that you call. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. So if it's, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night, like last night and stuff's going down, you reach out to them. Uh, I did on a Saturday and they got right out. They fixed the problem. Uh, and the crew was just flat out incredible. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's ProAction. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. I'm here. Derek's not muted, so it's already a win. This segment is already a win. Yes, that's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button if we could, friends. Appreciate that uh, very much. All right, uh, Gunner, Phillies today. Uh, yes. Doubleheader. Yep. Four o'clock, seven o'clock. Early game is Wheeler. Late game is Suarez. Uh, you have a Nats team that has won four straight. They, they actually have some young talent. Um, they have some ability for sure. And they they played better baseball than they did early in the year. They looked like they were going to be, you know, like yeah, bottom one or exactly. two. They're better than that, but they're still not good enough where the Eagles, the Eagles, the Phillies should lose this series. Um, they've, they've won three of their last four have the Phillies in, in terms of series. So they've done a nice job uh, rallying, taking the Royal series, taking the Marlin series. And then a couple series before that, it was the Orioles. So they've taken three out of their last four. Um, oh, speaking of the Orioles, we, we're going to get into this later. One of the most egregious, suspensions ridiculous you will ever ever see a totally absurd just totally absurd which we'll get into uh, with broadcaster kevin brown uh from from masson network who got suspended for in doing nothing um but anyway so there's here's where things stand right now derek the 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 phillies are a half game back of the top wild card spot the giants won last night so they're right there um they have every opportunity to you know, rack up some wins here before the schedule gets a little bit more challenging. And in either way, it's a lot of home games. As we mentioned, they only get on a flight once. There's no excuse for them not to have a big month of August. Was it 24 of 29 games in August at home? Or yeah. 24 of their 20, next 29 at home? Yeah. Something like that. Everything's tailor-made, and the schedule's favorable for them as well. They're not mm-hmm. playing a lot of the heavyweights over that stretch as well. So everything is right there for them. This is where they have to do their damage. You know, it's not going to be perfect. We understand that. But this is where you have to definitively do your damage to separate yourself from the rest of the wild card contenders. You have everything you need. You're not taking long trips. Most of the games for the next 28, what, uh, 28 games now are at home. Yep. You know, and you're, you're not playing like the, the, the big boppers in baseball mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. What else could you ask for? Nothing. Honestly, it's set up beautifully for you right now. So I, I don't want to see my, my colleague and friend Rob Ellis blowing into a brown paper bag at the end of August. I don't know if I can deal with that. You know, just yeah. saying. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. <laughs> I'll be all right. Don't worry about me, pal. I'll be good. Um, all right. So let me uh, let me just set up the series here for you real quick. And who's pitching? As I mentioned, you got Wheeler early today and then Ranger Suarez in the seven o'clock. So it's a four o'clock, seven o'clock. 
basically there's a half hour in between. If you if you're going to the game, so I I found this out last night, Derek. So if you yep. had a ticket for last night's game, yep, it doesn't translate to the four o'clock. Why not? I, it's weird. Okay, you can you can get a refund. Like in other words, you get credit for whatever game you want to go to. So you could go to the four o'clock. You could go to the seven o'clock with your credit from last night's game, but you're not insured assured of having the same seat. Okay. What? I don't quite understand it. So it's single admission today. In other words, you can, you can buy, you can get buy one ticket and get, you know, bang for your buck for two games. Two games. So that's kind of nice, right? A little weird anyway. So for people who missed the game last night, all right. So you have Wheeler, Suarez, Lorenzen, Nola in this series. Then you play the, the twins at home over the weekend and it's Sanchez Walker and then Suarez again, although that might be get flipped with he and Wheeler. So we'll see, but that's what they have nice coming line, up. Nice lineup of pitchers you have right there. Yeah, it is. It is. And then the August 21st through 23rd is the giants. And that's, you know, Gabe Kapler and the yeah. giants yeah. Uh, who come in here and they're in first place right now in the wild card. They're up a half game. As I mentioned in the Phillies, the Reds uh, finally won a game. So the Reds are uh, two and a half back of the Phillies. They're in the third spot. Cubs are only one back yeah. of that third spot right now. Um, and then it's the Marlins, a game and a half, Diamondbacks two, Padres four. You know, just when I want to start a little bit buying into the Padres, man, the Dodgers just smoke them. I know. The Dodgers have owned them for, for years. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not even a rivalry. When you get your brains beat in, Every time I want, it's not a rivalry. No, it's not. You're right. You can't even call all, all it. The only rivalry is geography. Yes, that's it. You're still a little, you're still the little brother to the big brother up the north, uh, uh, north of you up the coast. Yeah, you know, you look at the firepower the Padres have, and they still can't find a way to beat the Dodgers. I know. Yeah, it's it's. It, you're right. It's hard to believe, and they they have underachieved all year. That team. Yes, Padres team. You know, and I'm surprised Bob Melvin has has has. Uh, has survived, frankly, um, with the way that they played. I thought he would have been bounced. Uh, all right, back back to the birds here. Uh, did you did you see the AJ Brown comment on Jalen Hurts being number three on the on the NFL list? It was pretty funny. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so he said, as a friend, I'm extremely proud of him. What he accomplished this last season, but as a teammate, I think nobody cares, and I know he doesn't care either. <laughs> so. There's there's a reality check for you. It's like, hey, it's, it's hey, the truth. I, it's totally the truth, and that's exactly the way you should be approaching it. You know, every now and then you you hear, you will hear from a certain player that says, uh, "I I should be ranked a little higher." Yeah, but for the most part, these players don't care about that rank. Right? It's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. It gives us something to talk about. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, you know, because it's voted on by the players. So if you have forty players voting on a player for one team, but only fifteen voting on another team. The numbers are slanted. I agree. Know? Yeah. So I agree. I understand why the players can care less about what this list looks like. Yeah. He said, he went on to say, um, Brown did today. This was after practice today. We know what we want to achieve. We're not in it for individual goals, but only team goals. So we're excited for him with all the recognition he gets and everything. But just like him, we're trying to stay focused on the task at hand. Uh, I, and he said, he went on to say, you know, talking about what they expect to see from him this year. I don't want to put a ceiling on him, but I know um, what I can say is that he comes to work. He's one of the hardest workers in the building. I think everyone knows that he is just focused on being as consistent as ever. He's leading the team. Of course, I would love to see him take another step. 
because that means we'll take another step. Boom. Yeah, I don't know how else to say that any better than that. You know, his buddy, his buddy's looking out for him, and he's telling the truth. And I love that. I love that that moniker. That it's not about me; it's about we mentality. I mean, that's the culture of that locker room. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get 53, 65 individuals to consistently breathe, eat, sleep. That you know what? We're not looking at individual goals here, and it's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll get their they'll get their numbers. You know, they'll get their numbers regardless, but. It's not about the individual numbers, man. It's about this. They, they've, they've got to put it behind them, what happened in that Super Bowl. But I guarantee you there are a lot of players that are still thinking about that. Players yeah. who players who never got to a Super Bowl before and came mm -hmm. up short. You know, you look at a Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, at least they want a ring. Mm -hmm. As much as they want another one, they can ride off into the sunset knowing they've got that hardware. True. But for guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, who got a taste of what it's like to get there, all the accolades and the surroundings that lead up to the game, being on the grandest stage, you are part of the last official football game of a season, and the big prize is at the end of the rainbow if you can get there. That's motivation. They know what it takes. I agree. That's all it is. Um, Dallas Goddard, you know, discussed it, and – uh, you know, he's the only skilled player on the active roster since Hertz got here. And, you know, he, he echoed Brown sent him. He said, he doesn't care about any of that. He's worried about one thing and that's winning and becoming a great player, mm -hmm. obviously getting the glory, getting MVP runner up last year, all that stuff. Uh, those are accolades that are incredible. And I'm sure he's very thankful, but they don't mean anything to him. He's got one thing he wants to win. He wants to win Super Bowls. He wants to be a great quarterback that way. So, you know, same thing. You know, I don't know if we – I'm trying to remember if we talked about this last week. I thought this was really, really interesting um, from practice last week. There was a circumstance, I think it was on Friday, where Hertz had a tough day. He threw his first interception. Yeah. Uh, there was a drill that he wasn't particularly sharp on in the red zone. And, and Nick Sirianni got after him yeah. really good and got in his grill and was loud and, you know, like, like he would be with a rookie, so to speak. Yep. So he gets into him. Not only does Hertz take it and just, yep, all right, yeah, you're right. He goes over to the sideline and does a self-imposed, self-imposed push-ups. Like the dude, he just gets it, and he makes that's the coach's life a, a lot easier. That's a leader. Yeah, that's what a leader does. Because when when situations happen like that, everybody else in the football field is looking to see how the player responds. Yeah, is he going to start jaw jacking with the coach? He bit his lip, went about his business, and and, and self-imposed, punished himself, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. and if and, and other players have to think, man, if that's how he's approaching this, I have nothing to say. I have nowhere to go. Yeah, you know, hey, that's what a leader does, man. You you talk about lead by example. That's example. You know well, what? Coach think yelled about, at me because I, I I stepped out of line. I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Coach yelled at me. I got to take it. I got to fix it. Plan yeah. something. Yeah, and, and I just think it makes Nick Sirianni's life and job that much easier if the best player on the team, the leader of the team, the quarterback on the team, the most high-profile guy, the highest-paid guy on the team, yes, if he's willing to take to coaching like that, then he can coach everybody that way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, now, that's awesome. Now, and now you have all these different personalities, and I'm sure if somewhere down the road one might challenge him or one might snap back especially if you've been in the league a long time, like, you know, the, 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 the famous four for the Eagles, right. You know, Graham, Fletcher, Jason, Lane Johnson is not somebody who's going to jaw back. Kelsey, 
Kelsey might have an opinion, but he'll be respectful. Talk. Randy, same way. Cox, same way. Mm-hmm. They might voice their opinion, but they're not going to be a distraction. They're not going to cause tension, and they're not going to be a distraction. If anything got jumped off verbally, it would be a heat of the moment type thing. And when practice is said and done, the coach and the player talk about it, they both move on. Yeah. That's the culture of this team. Yeah, it is. It is. And I just think about, like, what if you're Jalen Carter or, or, or Nolan Smith or Jordan Davis, and you're seeing that, you're like, okay. Like, I, I better, you know, if, if Stoutland's getting on, or you know, yes. if Tracy Rocker's getting on me or whatever, I better listen. Absolutely. Know, and, and, and better do my thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, so a couple other odds and ends from practice. We mentioned Devin Allen's activated. I, I don't, unless he really shows out, Derek, in these preseason games, I, I can't see him being anything more than practice squad again. Uh, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I mean, he's a nice novelty story. Yeah. Unless he does something extremely ex- exceptional and shows up in preseason games to force the coaches to make difficult decisions. I, I don't think, I think he has a place in the NFL, but I think his time is not now, especially on this team. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you'll be one of 10 practice squad players. What is it now? Is it 10, 12? What are they up to now? 12, 10, whatever it is. Yeah. I think he's good enough to be one of those, but not to be counted on week in and week out. Right. I agree with you. Um, so the other thing was with the Kobe Dean still not practicing, they used Miles Garrett with the ones. They worked in Christian Ellis with the ones, and they also had uh, Zach Cunningham working with the two. So those guys, they're trying to, you know, fast track them because they're they're what are they two weeks behind? However long the Eagles have been yeah. practicing, so they got to get them up to speed pretty quick. It, it helps when you're a veteran because you pick this stuff up a lot quicker, I think, uh, than than a rookie would. So I think they'll be fine. And the sooner you get in there and do it by trial and error, more so than looking at film and talking about it in a classroom. Is, is how quickly you will grasp it. You grasp it a lot quicker doing it more so than just talking about it. I think I you said know. Miles Garrett. I meant Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. A little um, difference. Little that's different. all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, we all do that. You know, yeah. I mute. I mute all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should mute instead of saying wrong names. <laughs> um, that's, that's to be expected, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – but I, you know, I'm glad they got some depth in there, and I'm, I'm glad that – you have guys who have been through it. I mean, you know, Miles Jack has been coached well, at least coming off of last year with the Steelers. That much you know. Uh, Cunningham was in uh, Texas and Tennessee, so he's you know he's had some some pretty good defensive coaches. That's for sure. Everybody's getting on me for the Miles Garrett thing. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, but no, I mean that that's pretty interesting to me. All right, now Brian Johnson. So Brian Johnson met with the with the media before practice today, and he said that. You know, whatever floats your boat, but he likes calling the games from the sideline because he likes to be likes to see players' faces, likes to talk yep. to them face to face when they come off. Yep. Hey, man, whatever, I don't care. You want to sit down on the bench with them and go over? I'm trying to remember was Steichen upstairs? Steichen was downstairs, wasn't he? Oh, he was downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he likes to do it from the field, and he he talked about how he goes about things, and he said, "Look, you know, we're going to game plan our you know our butts off, and we're going to be ready for anything, but." You, you got to be able to roll and pivot and do your thing in games because stuff changes. You know, you thought this was the way it was going to be. It's not. They're taking away the run. We thought we'd have success there. You can't run. All right, they're taking the path, whatever. And you got to be able to pivot. And he said that's, you know, one of the big things for him. He called it part art, part science. Uh, and that's what the reference was for him, when he, how he goes about play calling. I think there's an advantage for both. I mean, some OCs like to be up in a booth 
and call a game from up top, looking at the defensive alignments and things like that and relaying information down. And there are other guys who like to be firsthand when the player comes off the field. What did you see? What did you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you audible into this or why didn't you audible into this? What do you think we should do next? When it, when they brought the backer down, uh, when they brought the safety down in the box, what did you see that I missed? You know, so on and so forth. You know, I, I, a lot of a lot of these OCs and DCs, they like to have their hands-on exp- conversations with the guys, more so than relying on somebody in the booth to relay the information down to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of your coordinators are on the field instead of up top. Yeah, I don't, I don't care either. Whatever you feel most comfortable with and whatever works best for your players is good for me. Good uh, work. Sure. Roll with it, baby. Yeah. Uh, players who did not practice, Deion Kane. Uh, did not practice. Nicobe Dean did not practice. Patrick Johnson, who you remember got hurt last week, and we thought initially yep. it was bad. It's it's not as bad as we thought. Uh, limited is Devin Allen with the calf and James Bradbury with the groin. But having both of those guys yep. back is is good. Moro uh, Ojimo got poked in the eye um, yep. on Sunday, but he, yeah, he practiced though. He practiced. You know, there's a couple of guys. Uh, Makai Gardner. And 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 Joseph Nagata, who who were undrafted, who are are making some noise here, and it seems like every practice they're they're making some plays. I just wonder, like, how many receivers are you keeping? So if you go Brown, Smith, uh, Zacchaeus, Quez, you're at four now. Maybe one more, five. You most, think most teams will keep five. If you keep and that fifth one probably has to be a special teams demon. Has to, yeah. You know, um, they have a room for a fifth receiver. Yeah, they have room. You know, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of great stories are these players that nobody knows. All of a sudden, um, comes from out of nowhere, and 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 fulfills the dream of making a, a fifty-three, a fifty-three man roster. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they look like even more so in a preseason game for sure. And, and think about it from this standpoint too. Like, is Covey making the team because he's going to be your primary punt returner? Uh, yes. Right. At least right now, it kind of looks yeah. like it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Greg Ward is still here, but we know you know he could end up on the practice squad. That much we know. But he's also a guy who could, who, who at least will secure a punt. Um, you know, I don't know how effective he's going to be returning them, but. You know, and then you go to the defensive backfield, and this is where, uh, you know, Gardner comes into play here with these guys, and who, who's getting some run. But if you look at their depth charts, uh, you know, he, he's he, he's not even you know in the conversation at least. But that doesn't mean necessarily he won't make a team. But he's he's pretty buried. And you also draft Akili Ringo late in the fourth round. There's also Greedy Williams, uh, Josh Job, who was supposedly having a pretty good camp so far. They, yep. They've been having very high praise for him thus far. Yep. So, you know, Gardner could be a, another practice squad candidate for sure. When I look at a Greg Ward, uh, it's a shame that he can't get more more reps, more run. Um, he's sure-handed. He's not a speed receiver. He's a possession receiver. But all he does is get first downs. You know, we don't even talk about him about being a slot receiver. Usually the slot guy is a shifty guy, quick, you know, able to accelerate in a hurry, get away from coverage, you know, um, and, and Greg Ward is sure-handed, doesn't drop many passes. Um, it's a shame that it, it, maybe maybe he's just with the wrong team in terms of getting opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I what, what do you do if you're him, though? Do you, do you ask them, like, hey, look, if I'm not going to make the, the, the 53, man, can you can you guys release me? I, I, I would, you know, I don't want to be on the practice squad again. Or, you know, the, the, the devil you know, right, or the grass is always green. At least you're getting a check. 
you know, I don't know. No, no, you're a hundred percent right. Um, but players want to play. I mean, some players are honest enough with themselves to realize that I have two or three players in front of me. I'm never going to get on the field. True. But there are some players that they really, that really want to play more. And, you know, if, if I'm Greg Ward, he's shown that he can play at this level. You know, he's made some big catches for this team in years past. Mm-hmm. But yet they keep bringing in a different type of receiver um, and he keeps getting looked over. Um, you know, and he's he's a great guy as well. Yeah, oh, he's great. He is. He's a great teammate. He's yeah. someone you want around, you know, anybody. Maybe, maybe his team is just not for him, you know, and I don't – And I, I, obviously the Eagles keep him for an insurance policy for a reason. Mm-hmm. They like him. They just like other people a little bit better. You know, that's why they went out and drafted Devontae. They brought in A.J. You know, they just like those attributes and athleticisms just a little bit better. But Greg Ward is a value uh, fourth or fifth receiver for any team. Yeah, and, and look, and, and that's why – as much as we sort of scoff at it, that's why these three preseason games are important. That's why those joint practices are important. You know, you gotta, that that's where those guys can, can either make a practice squad or make a roster yep. where it doesn't look real good for them, at least right now, numbers wise. No, I, I agree. With, I agree with you a hundred percent, Rob. Um, yeah. You can't keep everybody. I mean, it's, exactly. a, it's a shame. You can't, you can't keep everybody. And there's a lot of good players that fall by the wayside, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And, on, on one hand, you know, as disappointed as players might be being put on the practice squad, number one, you get a pretty decent check every week, right. you know, and you're still relevant with a team. And all you do is you sit and wait, you know, my time is go- my time is coming. That's all you can do. You know, you think about the volume of players that are let go and they're scrambling, hoping somebody calls them. You know, if I can't make that 53, making a taxi, making a practice squad is the next best thing. It's, mm-hmm. That's the mindset you have to have. As frustrating as it can be. That's the mindset you have to have. I'm just going to keep working hard. I'm going to get my check every week and just wait for an opportunity. If somebody goes goes down, I have to be ready at all times. Yeah, I, I think look, you look at it two ways, in, in my opinion. One, um, I'm one play away. Yep. You know. Two, it, it beats a real job. <laughs> yep. You know, it, it really does. And unless you have an opportunity that you could be stepping into to make crazy good cash. It beats working for a living, you know. Yeah, very, very, very few players, Rob, uh, have a second have a second blueprint in terms of what I'm going to do next if I don't make this. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we heard the stories that a player gets cut and months later he gets a call? He was working in a restaurant. He was working in a, a store. He, he went back to school, so on and so forth. They don't have definitive plans. They put everything into trying to make a football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of these guys scramble just to find some kind of work when they're deleted from an equation. Um, so that's why I'm saying I keep my mouth closed, keep my head down, keep working hard. If I got to take that practice squad check, which is not a bad check for like four and a half, five months of work, yeah, uh, I'm going to do it until they tell me I can't. Otherwise, like I, I can't do it for them anymore. Yeah. So I can I- do it. I hear you. I hear you. And look, it's it's going to be the, these are good problems to have when you have depth like this. It's a good thing, oh. right? And, and you know, you you're not we're not sitting here scrambling like how are they going to fill this roster out. No, you know, most of these positions you're you're you know relatively deep. Um, that's for sure. So that that's one of the things that you know you're an Eagles fan. You got to be thrilled that that's the uh, that's the case with this team because they're they're deep. Even with, even after last year with some of the things that went down. You know, they're still pretty deep here. Um, 
So the, the uh, we're going to get into a lot of NFL stuff, but what, one of the things is, you know, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's left the, the camp for the Colts. He's continuing to rehab his ankle off site, but he, he, he's in a standoff with the Colts over his contract. He will not be in attendance at practice and he won't be in the facility either. Mm. I don't know, man, that one, that one is, that has potential to be really volatile and ugly. Well, when your owners come out and basically told you that we're not paying you any more money, when he's come out and said what he said about running backs, uh, I'm not in a hurry to get back and play for this guy. As much as I want to play the game, be around my teammates, basically my owners told me my value to this organization is, you know, if that's what you think of me, okay, then I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, Um, I don't know to what degree the ankle is still an issue. You know what? Is the ankle really an issue or is it just part of the stance that he's taking? True. No. And and even if it is still somewhat of an issue, yes. are you really going to hustle to get nope. back for week one? Nope. I'm not. Why would I? Nope. Because if I'm not there and they can't, they have no running game whatsoever, it shows how much I, I mean to that team. You know, even though I work, I, I work for a knucklehead owner mm-hmm. who should think before he speaks, which he obviously doesn't. You got that right. You know, um, I'm not in a hurry to get back to play for this guy. If anything, yeah. I want to try to find a way to get the heck out of here. I'm with you. Uh, all right, let's come back. And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. The, the, there's there may already be issues with some players and Eric Bieniemy being too hard on them. Derek, too hard on mm-hmm. them. Okay, so we'll discuss that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater finds a home. We'll update you on a bunch of stuff uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern eastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, he's in his chair. There you go. Derek's not muted. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hit a couple of these things, Derek. Um, first off, uh, all right, well, let me start with this. Hard Knocks debuts tonight. Will you watch? New York Absol- Jets. Absolutely. Same. Absolutely. Same here. But I'll watch you live. I'll tape it and watch it later. I agree with you. I, I I am totally on board with that. I will watch it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like if I don't, yeah, it's okay. I'm not dying if I don't see it first time or I'll, I'll jump on it tomorrow, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I'm interested. I'm interested to watch the dynamic. I think they actually have Aaron Rodgers making that play call in the Hall of Fame game where yeah. Zach Wilson goes deep and all those kind of things. So that's kind of neat. Uh, so yeah, I will, I will tune in. All right. So I, I can't even believe that this has already started. Um, but some commanders players are concerned by Eric B enemy's intensity. All right. Can, can I just, can I just start there? Yeah. yeah. You guys have won nothing. I'm talking you about go. Washington. Okay. You You've go. won nothing. This guy has won a super bowl, super bowls, excuse me, as a coach has played the game as well, uh, has coached up some of the better players, including Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, et cetera, on the offensive side of the ball. And you guys are the definition of mediocrity. Yep. And you haven't even played a preseason game yet, and you're already running to the teacher, you know, Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. and complaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, like, what, what are we doing here? Seriously. You have players that have come out and said that they want to be the best that they can be. Um I don't care how hard Eric B enemy is on somebody. Number one, he's been around and, and, you know, people keep going back and forth. He was a product of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. The bottom line is he was around a culture that won. Right. And it's been successful since Andy Reed has arrived in Kansas city. Number one. So he knows the formula, even if he is not directly responsible for the success of the offense, he's had a hand in it. Number one. Number two, he's coming in trying to make a name for himself in terms of 
now controlling an offense and trying to make it the best it can be. We know it's a very complicated system. He wants his guys, I'm assuming, to be pinpoint perfect. He sees the potential in this offense, and he's working within the structure of what he has to work with. You've got three pass catchers, a good running game, and a quarterback that's untested. We don't know what it's going to be like. There's perfection to be had there. You know, former players always talk about how the current players in today's game are too soft. They can't emotionally handle being yelled at as much as when they came through the ranks. Well, you know what? Do you want to win or don't you want to win? You have a guy in place who knows how to win, whether you want to give him credit or not. LaShawn McCoy didn't have a lot of nice things to say about him. But Patrick Mahomes, who we saw on the sideline would go toe-to-toe with Eric Bieniemy, was the first to jump in and defend him publicly about the caliber of person he is and – how much input he had into the success of that offense. Mm -hmm. That's enough for me. If a two-time MVP and a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback endorses this dude, that's all I need to hear. And if I'm a player who's on a team who wants to get to where Kansas City is, and I've got the guy who helped them get there, he can yell at me all day. Because as long as I know I'm making that team, especially if I'm a Terry McLaurin, a Curtis Curtis Samuel, uh, uh, Johan Dotson, any of those guys making serious money, you can yell at me all day because well, that check is still cashing. Tyreek Hill also chimed in uh, about 31 minutes ago, said, man, there is no other coach that has your back like EB. Take that there coaching and get better. We've all been through it. It's there you tough, go. but I promise you it will make you better. There, um, that's, that's all you need. That's well said. That's well said. It's yeah. a perfect endorsement. So the enemy said, quote, I'm always going to be loud. Uh, I'm always going to be vocal, always going to be uh, always going to demand from my leaders. Uh, if, if I ain't doing my job, my ass gets fired. That's it's right. My, yeah. My job, my responsibility to make sure I'm getting our guys to do what I'm expecting them to do. Um, you know, and like to me, this is about attention to detail more than it is anything else. And he said, I want our guys to clearly understand we don't take anything for granted. Uh, you see me pull players and have long discussions with them. So we're always on the same page. Eric B is who he is. Eric B knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric B is a tough, hard nosed coach, but also understand that I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but also be their number one fan. I got their back all the time. That's all you need to know. Here's what I don't like though, Derek Ron Rivera publicly said, I'm a little concerned when you know essentially in 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 talking about this like Rivera said that yeah Rivera said that he said so I'm sorry he said some player excuse me let me rephrase that he said some players were a little bit concerned I don't like that he went public with that no I don't either now see the head coach going no see that's not good right so he went on to say I had a number of guys come to me and said hey you just got to go talk to him and I said I understand what he's trying to get across to you as they go and they talk to him, they listen, they're enlightened from these guys. And I mean, it's a whole different approach. And he also went on to do the whole, like, these guys are different these days. Like to me, that stays in house, you know, yeah, I, you I'm not doing that publicly. No, you don't, you don't put that out there for the general public to, to get there, to formulate their perception of what's going on. Oh, it's disjointed. So on and so forth. You know why? Because when it unravels in games, they're going to bring that up. Yep. They're, they're, they're not playing for the enemy. They're not on the same page. I have no problem with Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, you, you, if Ron Rivera, whose butt is on the hot seat as much as anybody, I'm shocked he would do that. He's been around the game as a player and as a coach. To come out and say that publicly, yeah, it's it's like to me, because you're not accustomed to it, 
doesn't mean it's not the right approach. And, and it's just started, you know, you haven't, it's not like this has been going on for, if you went through a year or two and the results weren't there and this guy's just a jerk and he's screaming and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. I get it. But you know, you, you've been three weeks into this or two and a half weeks and and people are already starting to do that stuff. I just, I don't know. This man was a part of an unpredictable yet almost unstoppable offense for years. And your team has done nothing but flounder in recent years. I want to soak up every bit of information he can give me. Um, you know, Eagles fans said because he's overrated. Why is he overrated? What what verification do you have that he's overrated? You've had two of the greatest players in today's game, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, come out and endorse this man 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you got a bunch of players who haven't done anything and won anything. And they're complaining about a coach being too hard on them. He wants you to be perfect with what he's trying to implement. Yeah. Yep. And your head coach of all people who, who should be smarter than that pops off like that in public. Weird. That causes dissension. Oh, I'm going to coddle these guys. You can come to me and I'll talk to him for you. Hey, look, I hired, I hired Eric Vandemi for one thing. I want to make this offense as explosive as it can possibly be. We have the pieces to make this as, as explosive as it possibly can be. We were a 500 team last year and we're considered the bottom team in the nfc east again this year if you want to compete with the eagles the cowboys and the giants we need to take our game our mental approach our physical aspect to a whole nother level Mm -hmm. and this man is a part of an organization that consistently knows how to do it you listen to him and let's see what happens after that because now it seems like rivera is going to coddle these guys oh you can cry on my shoulder I understand you're right. He's a little too tough, and y'all see if you can get him to back off. I'm Eric Bianami. What you hired me for? Yeah. What you bring me in here for? I'm with I you. I told you from day one what kind of coach I am, and you couldn't wait to get me here. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. you want to pull in the reins? No. Yeah. Bad. It's bad. Uh, all right. Teddy Bridgewater becomes official. Uh, he'll back up uh, Jared Goff in Detroit. Good, good. Uh, nice, nice signing there. That's good depth there for them. Uh, yeah, nice um, Bridgewater, I think, you know, is a is a quality backup, quality teammate. He's not going to go in there and make any waves. Um, if you have to put him in a game, he can hold it down for you. He may not do it as well as the starter, especially at this stage of his career, but he's a great addition. You know, he's he's become that journeyman now in the NFL since he left Minnesota. But, you know, he still has a lot of value uh, as an NFL backup quarterback. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what – exactly is going on in Tampa and maybe some of this is just uh, you know gamesmanship or whatever or they just don't want to tip their hand or maybe Baker Mayfield's not you know winning it going away but their depth chart has both Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as number one uh, they haven't identified or signified either one um, weird, weird to you this you know we're, we're up against a preseason game this is this is Baker's first year in Tampa. Trash. I think you have to keep it open at this point, you know, um, and and may the best man win. You know, yep. obviously Baker has the experience. Maybe he's not grasping the offensive concepts uh, as quickly, and you have to see what that backup looks back looks like. See if you can push him. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the with the coach not naming a starter. Like I said, if I had two quarterbacks that were of you know, equal caliber, whether they're mediocre or, mm-hmm. or possibly pretty good. I'm not tipping my hand until I have to, which will be right before the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to know that but us. But I want to make sure I have two quarterbacks that are ready to go. Yeah, I think it's that's, a good move. I think it's a good move. A situation like this. Push it a little bit. You know, we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, beyond that, so 
did you see the rules that Sean Payton has put out regarding oh. Oh, preseason game approach? If you're if you're like a starter or anybody who's out of the game, have you seen any of this? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's he's continues to to kind of go you know push back in the in the hardcore realm here for what he wants. So head coach Sean Payton doesn't want to see this during the Broncos' first preseason game Friday night after starters are pulled and the starters okay. are going to start the game. By the way, uh, uniforms off after you're done playing. He doesn't. You got to keep them on. Yeah. No no sunglasses. No Gilligan hats. That's that's a bucket hat, I guess. The bucket hat, yeah. You're not allowed to do in-game interviews, which you pointed this out during our pre-show meeting. That's usually an in-house team thing. Like Dave Spadaro will grab yes. Kelsey or what you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah. So I get look, I, I understand he he's going, I think, taking it to an extreme because things were so off the rails last year. Um I don't have a problem with any of it except the in-game interviews. You know, if a player's done, you know, let's face it, you want to focus, you want your guys to focus, but you know, their part, their part is done. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being able to talk and, 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 and let's face it for a preseason game, you know, you don't get the viewership numbers that you normally get for a regular season game. Understandably people on vacation, yeah. so on and so forth. And people want to hear from the players. You know, every team does that. Every team talks to the players during the course of a game that have already played or those who are not playing, Standing mm-hmm. on the sideline. Mm-hmm. I understand Sean Payton trying to change the culture because the culture was horrendous. It was like the inmates running the asylum last year. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy who's straight out of the Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Don Shula, Tom Landry playbook. I get that. You know what? He's let, he's they letting you know further. It's my way to highway. If you want to play for me, this is what we're going to do. There's no no there's no gray area with him, but it better work. Because if they go through another season like they did this year, you know it's going to be raining down. Players did not gravitate towards Sean Payton. Yep, players are bucking the system. He's too old school. Yeah, too old school. Too hardcore on these guys. Mm -hmm. What is it with this soft brand of football we talk about now? I don't know, Derek. It's I don't want to see my players wearing sunglasses on the sideline during the game. Right, they shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. I don't want to see them wearing bucket hats either. If you put your helmet back on. You know, if, if it's hot, you don't want the sun beating down. Put the helmet back on. Yeah. Or I, I don't know if you a team baseball cap. I don't know what's acceptable at this point. Or, or sure. for that matter, you know what? In, when it's hot, they have they have those those uh, big fans, industrial fans. Yeah. Go stand in front of the fan. Yeah, absolutely. A little oh, mist. This ain't this ain't uh, Gilligan's Island. You know. <laughs> uh, if you didn't hear earlier, uh, reports are that Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr are both going to sign with the Saints. Uh, and keep in mind, Alvin Kamara out the first three games. So bringing in, you know, some, and they, you know, uh, Benjamin got hurt too. So yep. bringing in Hunt makes a lot of sense for them. And it's another good player. Uh, a guy who still got, you know, some gas in the, in my opinion, gas in the tank. So I think he'll do fine. I tell you uh, what, there. Kareem yep. Hunt's going to go down there and run like a wild colt because he had to play understudy to Nick Chubb for a couple of seasons. This is his moment to shine. Even though he knows Alvin Kamara is a feature back, he can go down there and make make some serious headways for himself. And once the uh, if Pete Carmichael is smart and identifies that they can serve a dual purpose, that's going to make that offense that much more unpredictable and explosive. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is is an excellent runner, hard runner, speed, can catch the ball. Unfortunately, he had to play second fiddle to Nick Chubb. Now it's his time to shine. That's a great signing for the Saints. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt Ryan, even though he's got the CBS gig, 
He told the athletic quote, I'm staying in shape. Uh, I think it is kind of, you know, my number, you know, where I'm at. If anything were to come up, you know, we'll see CBS is where my focus is at right now, but we'll see how the season shakes out. That is code for if somebody gets an injury, uh, yeah, you, you got my number, uh, get me in there. I don't know. I don't know what to make. It was so bad in Indianapolis last year, you know, and it was bad the year before with Wentz. How much of that was just what was going on with the Colts? How much of that was Matt Ryan? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the game is completely out of his system. And I think part of it is the fact that it was such a sour taste in his mouth from what happened last year in Indianapolis. And I think yeah. he feels that he has, still has something to give on a football field in the right situation for the right amount of money. So I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere, somehow we see somebody decide to pick up on a Matt Ryan, especially if a frontline quarterback goes down. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. And, you know, kudos to Matt Ryan and his representation for getting a contract TV-wise that has that built in. Hey, look, I'm committed to you guys, but football's not completely out of my system. system. And if somebody calls me that interests me, especially a team that's contending, it's going to pique my interest. So you guys need to understand that. And CBS agreed to it, so it's on them, not Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Matt McGlinchey got rolled up today. Um at practice, uh, Mike McGlinchey, excuse me, got rolled up today at Broncos practice, had to be helped off by a trainer. They, they paid him a, a heavy, heavy uh, fee in the offseason. Five years, $87.5 million contract um, for him. He came over from San Francisco. He's Matt Ryan's uh, cousin, actually. Uh, he started all 69 regular season games and six postseason games for the, for the uh, 49ers. It took him ninth overall. So uh, they're hoping for good news, but they don't no, nothing official yet. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that the same Mike McGlinchey that Barrett Brooks? Barrett just- Barrett had a vendetta against Mike McGlinchey. Oh, it was uh, oh. it was all bordering on like bizarre. But yes, Barrett was not but, a fan. But when, but when he played when he played the Eagles, I tell you what, he he didn't look like anything special against yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, you know, and Barrett much. and Barrett just laid the lumber to just broke him down like a fraction. And he was doing it all year. Yes. You know, prior to even the Eagles game. Yes. Uh, this one, th- I don't know. What, what can't this guy do? So Patrick Ricard, who's the fullback from the Ravens, he also plays on the defensive line. He's a Pro Bowl fullback. He, he, this guy's 6'3", 305, by the way. He's a Whoa, tank. As a fullback? That's a, Yeah. So now Whoa. John Harbaugh has decided, I, I need to take a look at him and see if he can play the offensive line. What? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, may, I wouldn't put anything past this dude because he, he does pretty well. He he's, he's a throwback and that he plays both ways. A lot of times he's definitely more of a fullback than anything else, but he will play some defensive line for you, but they're going to try him because he's so athletic at the offensive line. Hey, look, he could emerge into a pro bowl guard, you know, with all the attributes he's had up to this point, if John Harbaugh sticking, sticking him in there, there's something they see. It might work. He might make a pretty good guard for them. It's 6'3", 305. Yep. That's about the average size of an offensive guard in the NFL nowadays. Yeah. You know, I, I'm interested in seeing how it works out. Who knows? He might emerge as their starter in that position. Could be. Yeah, look, you know, yeah, the fullback full yeah. is a dinosaur in the NFL. It is. It is. I, I still like it. Though. I, like, I love the guy Jusek in uh, uh, San Fran. You know, there's yep. still a few left. There aren't many, but there's still a few left. I miss the fullback. Um uh, Canarius Tony and Isaiah Pacheco both expected to be good to go and cleared completely for week one. 
So they think he'll be playing week. Both of those guys will be playing week one. And that week one game is in KC against Detroit. Mm -hmm. All hands on deck, baby. (laughs) That's going to be something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That's going to be a fun one. I I think Detroit, man, they're, they're, they're going to put up some points in that game. I don't know they're going to win the game, but they're going to put up some points in that game. That's for sure. I, I think they'd have a better chance of winning it in Detroit than they do in KC. I agree with and, you. And even if they match, even if they match Kansas City point for point, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. It's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes has the ball with a buck 45 left in the game, and he's got to walk down the field to get, to get the winning points. Yep. Absolutely. That's going to decide the outcome of that game. Yep. Uh, oh, beyond that, so Trey Flowers signs back with the uh, with the Patriots. So okay. it's a, a good move. You know, it makes sense for them. He knows the culture. knows the system. Obviously, Belichick has a lot of respect for him. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a good addition to a defense that's already stout, mm-hmm. you know, as well. It is. It is. That, that, they're, um, th- that, that's the side of the ball you don't worry about with them. It's the no. offense. It's you no. know, what, what we're going to make of what, uh, you know, what they're trying to do there with O'Brien and and Mac Jones. Uh, all right. Depth chart wise for the Titans. Tannehill's one. Malik Willis is two. Will Levis is three. That's your that's your order going into their first game. Mm. Any surprise there? I mean, Willis has the experience at least a year under his belt. No, but I would think Willis is going to elevate himself to number two before it's all said and done. Levis, you're saying Levis? Will? I'm sorry, yeah. Levis. Yeah, yeah. Levis is going to elevate himself to number two. Right. Um, obviously, based on just the experience alone, you know, Willis gets the number two spot. But this kid Levis can pass. He can throw. He can throw a football, and I think I think he's going to put a little heat on Tannehill before it's all said and done. If Tannehill, you know, if Tannehill, especially with the addition now of DeAndre Hopkins, if Tannehill messes this up, you know, if if the Titans get to a point, you know, the season is a loss, but we can still do some things and prepare for next year. Levis could be a starting quarterback before this year is over. Well, keep in mind too, you're in a situation where the coach needs to win. Yep. Uh, where you you know you you really fell apart last year, so they're going to go to extremes. They're going to try things if it isn't going well early, midway. If DeAndre Hopkins is not getting his touches, if you know Traylon Burks is not getting his touches, they're going to try something. They're they're going to do something to to, yes. to, to change things up. I can guarantee you that. And and let's face it, Ryan Tannehill hasn't earned enough. Uh, credit or equity to, to not be yanked if he's not playing no, well. No, no. <clears throat> he's one of those guys, uh, um, you know what? He plays a great game, one game, and all of a sudden it's like, what the heck are you doing? Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I don't know if it's because of a lack of firepower. Last year, they didn't have much firepower at the wide receiver spot. And then when they lost Traylon Burks uh, in that Eagles game, mm-hmm. you know, their passing game just fell apart after that. Totally. And he was out beyond that. It's that still- catch was insane that he made. The touchdown catch. Oof. Yep, and, and he went out on that play with a concussion. The fact that he held on to that ball, yeah, that's a man. You see how big that dude is? That's a man's man right there. Yeah, he is. A, he he's got like Julio Jones size. Like he's in that category. Yeah. He's a big hey, dude. Hey, speaking yeah. speaking of the uh, Titans head coach, did you see what he's doing the first preseason game? I was just gonna. That, that's where I was headed next. Oh, I yeah. think this is oh. really cool. All right, yeah. so um, what they're doing? A guy named you may not be familiar with the name, but but uh, Terrell Williams, who was the assistant head coach and D line coach for the Titans is actually going to coach this first preseason game. Yeah. Okay. So basically it's, it's a proactive way 
for Mike Vrabel to get this guy noticed more yep. than maybe he's being noticed right now. So Vrabel's still going to, you know, he's still going to be there. He'll, he'll consult. He's still going to, you know, be a sounding board and all that, but he's going to turn it over to uh, Williams to let him coach against the bears on Saturday. And just to get exposure for him, to get people, you know, a feel for him. It's a pretty generous thing for, for the coach to do for Vrabel to do. I, I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard of something like this. And, and obviously yeah. Vrabel sees something in him. Mm-hmm. that he wants to get exposed and give him more on his resume for a potential head coaching job. You know, we, we know the, we know the horror stories about a lack of uh, head coaching jobs for minorities in the NFL mm-hmm. getting better, but still has a long ways to go. And for Brable to go out, especially for a head coach to be on a hot seat like this, right. to go out of his way to do this for one of his assistants. You know, I've always heard that Vrabel was this class act. And I think for me, it just enhanced it. You don't have to do this, you know, you already know your role there. Everybody knows their role, but for him to step aside, he said, I'll be, he said, I'll be helping him. Yeah. I'm going to let him head coach the job so he can get a feel for what it's like mm-hmm. to be the, 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 uh, the, the circus leader, so to speak of, of a football game. That's yeah, cool for him to do that stuff. I agree with you, man. I, I give, uh, I give Rabel credit. It tells you how much Rabel thinks of this guy too. Yes. Um, you know, for sure. Trusts him because, you know, even though it's a preseason game there, there's, you know, rookies that you're trying to, you know, new yep. guys that are going to yep. get in time. So it's uh that's a nice thing. That's a nice thing that Vrabel. And maybe doing. maybe it gives Vrabel a chance to step back to and and look at, at things from a different perspective, and to have a broader range. Yeah. Uh, uh, to look at things and and even more time to talk with certain players, especially on defense when they come off the field, more so than having to be focused on every play offensive and defensively. He can let this guy go for a series or two. You know, guy has any questions? I'm right here. And call certain players over. Hey, look, you know, when you two gap in here, this is what you need to do. I saw you do this. Too. He can focus on individual, you know, conversations during the game. Well, I, I think you know, you saw it last year. Remember the Flyers? Uh, Tortorella said, you know what? Let me let me watch this from the upstairs. I want to get a different eye on this. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that at the end of the year? Yeah. And and he let yeah. one of the assistants coach the team. So there is an advantage of it where you get a different, you know, view. Absolutely. Of the way this thing looks. Uh, so today, the Lions and the Giants had a joint practice. And, and again, this is kind of where it's headed. Uh, teams put way more value in. I saw Kyle Shanahan talking about this. And, you know, you're, you're able to do more. You could show more because it's not being televised. You're, you're going to do more, he said, of what your, you know, your game plan calls for. It's where you certainly see your ones playing more yep. than, than, you know, you would in preseason. It's unfortunate because it's, it's – you know, it's another situation where the fans don't get to see it, right? I mean, they don't get to go to as many practices anymore. Yep. The Eagles, it's just one. You're not going to see as much in the preseason games. It's really like you don't get the full-on effect until that first real game. And that's that's the only downside. I get it from a coach's perspective. I do. No, I, I agree with you 100% in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, beyond that, Odell Beckham, you remember the Super Bowl two years ago where he was on his way to having a, a big, big, big game? And he blows out his knee in the game. It was the Rams and the Bengals, right? And it ends up being the Rams end up winning the Super Bowl, and Cooper Cup, you know, ends up really going off. But Odell said that had he would had he stayed in the game, he would have caught 15 passes for 250 yards, and the Rams would have won 42 to 17 instead of it being a close game. Maybe slightly pushing it. I don't know about 250 yards, yeah. um, but. They couldn't cover Odell. No, you know. Now, granted, he only had he had two catches in that game, but they were for fifty-two yards. He was averaging twenty-six yards a catch. Yeah, he was yeah. on his way. Yeah, you know. So I don't know about two fifty, but and he had a touchdown in that game. So I, but 
I do believe buck fifty, buck six, sixty might have been more feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, but two fifty, okay. You know, Odell feeling it, feeling himself a little bit there now. Um, but he, I tell you what, and he went down with a non-contact dr- dr- drill and grabbed that knee. And that's that's why I said even though he looks good in practice, seems to be good. He's not touching the field preseason. What are you? Um, what are your expectations for him? Um, if what we hearing, if what we are hearing is true about uh, from from Lamar that they're going to get more vertical this year, I think if he stays healthy, he's capable of having a thousand yard season. I think he's very capable of, of being over a thousand yards when it's all said and done. Yeah. You know, they're going to use the run. John Harbaugh still likes to pound it, pound the ball. They're going to use the run to set up the pass. And I think Odell, you know, he's, he's a few years older now, but I think he's still an, an, an exceptional athlete. And I think he's going to be Lamar's favorite target uh, throughout the season. And I think if he catches 75, 85 passes, he's going to be right around a thousand yard range. Well, he, he's going to get targeted. I mean, I, you know, I, I know they drafted the rookie, but I think he's going to be Lamar's primary target. I really yes. do. I do too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? You got Odell Beckham, you know, acrobatic, athletic, you know, he can still separate. Mm-hmm. He's got the quickness speed. He's got that swag about him, you know, back down from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. It, it, the more, let's put it like this. The more pitch, catches he, uh, he makes, yeah. the less wear and tear it is on Lamar trying to run the football. Oh, for sure. Look, yeah. no question about it. Uh, I'm throw this out there. Tim McManus, who does a great job covering the Eagles for ESPN uh, and ESPN.com. We've had Tim on the show before. We should we yeah. should probably hit Tim up and see if we can get him uh, pretty soon. Uh, but he said he thought Jalen Carter had his best practice of camp. He said he powered into the backfield to help blow up plays uh, during team drills, was a handful on one-on-ones, and he got some snaps at the first team defense today. So, you know, maybe he's starting to kind of get it. You know, maybe maybe it's picking up for Jalen Carter here. That, that's that's good to hear. Absolutely. I mean, when when you're drafted in the top ten, you better be a primetime player. You know. Yeah. And they've got a, and they've got a gaping hole to fill at that D tackle spot with Hargrave now in San Francisco. Um, we've heard nothing but rave reviews about Jalen since he stepped on the practice field. Yeah. And the more he the more he more reps he gets, the better he gets at it. Got to see him do it against competition, but. So far, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to look like in a real game situation. You think he plays Saturday? I think he should. If nothing more than a series, he should. Just like Nolan Smith, I think they should get some game reps in just mm-hmm. to get a feel for NFL game speed mm-hmm. compared to practice. Because even when they go against um, uh, teams in joint practices, they're still controlled, you know, uh, to a certain degree. You hit, but you don't just keep driving. Um, you know, you're working on technique. You're working on looking at, at formations, things of that nature. Um, now, a lot of coaches have said, including Nick Sirianni, they feel they get more out of the joint practices than they do an actual exhibition game. Yeah. You know, so get him his reps there, but also get him in a game situation as well. Man, I agree with you. I, it's like to me, if I can, I'm going to work him in a little bit. I'm going to work Jordan Davis in there a little bit. I'm not telling you it's going to be extended, but, uh, you know, maybe a couple of series. I want to see Nolan Smith on the field a little bit. I probably got to get Miles Jack. Um, if you feel uh, like he can, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's one. If you feel like he knows the plays well enough, if not, maybe not. Um, well, you know, he may have to play if Kobe Dean's out in their thin at linebacker as it is. That's true. He might have to play a few reps. Well, what you don't want is you don't want to have to force like Nolan Smith into, into be playing like off the ball linebacker and stuff no, like that. No, you know. 
He's got enough swimming through his head as it is right now. Keep him where he's supposed to be. You don't have him flip-flopping around. Although, he might have to serve that dual purpose. I don't know. But unless he go out and get another linebacker, I can't see him bringing in another linebacker. But um, that's a tricky one, man. You know, Miles comes in. I don't get all these players. I'm in great shape next, you know, calf injury, knee injury, you know. And that's a tricky one for me. I don't know. I don't know how quickly I, I am to put him out there. I, next game, preseason game, yes. This one, just because he just got here yesterday, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. about this one. Uh, Brock Purdy will not will not play in any other preseason games. Smart uh, move. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't risk that with him. No. You know, yeah. Hey, look, Trey Lance and, and, and Darnold have at it. Yeah. You know, show us who the number two is. Yep. You know, um, I don't blame him one bit. Each one of them get a half throughout the preseason. Um, you know, show me what you got. This is where you show me who's the number two. Brock Purdy, I'm telling you right now, he's our franchise guy. He's not playing. And especially with that type of injury that he had, the surgery he had on it, you know, you keep building the strength up, you know, but you don't want to take any unnecessary hits on it right now. You got another whole month before you hit the ground running. You know what? I'm taking the full advantage of that entire month to protect this guy as much as I possibly can. Yeah, that's a good point. Really good point. All right, let's get a timeout, Derek. We'll come back. Uh, we mentioned that Orioles story with their broadcaster. So we'll, we'll get into that one. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman back in the news. We'll tell you what's yep. going on there. Uh, I'll update you on something that, that is a, it become a Philadelphia tradition that will not be taking place uh, this year. We have birthdays, we have movies, all kinds of stuff in store. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind, and get lost in the woods.
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. segment of the show appreciate you hanging on fast today he's Derek. i'm rob we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right so Derek, made in america will not be taking place this year um in philadelphia that that what, is what happened I, I don't know they put a statement out I'll, I'll i'll read you the statement in part which was interesting um it, it sort of sounded like they they made it sound like it was like out of their hands or, or whatever but um it's canceled this year, and they're hopeful that it will be back next year. Um, so they put a, a statement out saying, due to severe circumstances outside of production control, the 2023 Made in America Festival will no longer be taking place. This decision has been difficult, and it has not been made lightly, uh, nor without immense deliberation. Made in America has a legacy delivering exceptional experiences for music fans and concert goers, and it is uh, our commitment to always deliver top-tier festival experience we look forward to returning to the benjamin franklin parkway in the great city of philadelphia in 2024 all ticket holders will be refunded at original point of purchase mm. maybe there's some kind of conflicts of schedule now maybe they couldn't get certain artists they thought they maybe certain artists bowed out at the last minute who knows um wow but that's usually what labor day weekend it's labor day weekend i, I one of the headliners uh was supposed to be lizzo uh, have you been okay. following any of this no, she's the, like there's like lawsuits for sexual harassment and all this other stuff with her. So what? I wait, 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 wait. Lawsuits filed against her for sexual like, harassment. Yeah, it's you what? read some. You want to? You might want to read some of the details of this one. Oh yeah, I gotta read yeah. it with that smile on your face. I gotta see this one. It's uh no, I mean like I I'm not getting into it with what what went on there. Oh what, come on, Rob. What allegedly went on i'm not getting into it i'll just leave it at that but maybe maybe that had something to do with it. i don't know it's, it's a weird right that's a weird release yeah really yeah i don't get i don't get that yeah yeah i don't know uh severe circumstances outside of production control so whatever whatever okay. that is okay yeah. um anyway so uh so there's that and uh no made in america if you had tickets go get your refund and I don't know. Spend your coin somewhere else. Uh, Did you ever go to one? Um, I, you know, I, I went to, and I'm trying to remember if they were calling it made then. I No, I don't think it was made. Will Smith, Jay-Z, I'm trying to, this was a long, long time ago. I know uh, my boy DJ Jazzy Jeff was a regular at those things. Jazzy Jeff, yeah, w- was huge with that. I don't know. I, I don't, it's been a long time. Let me put it to you that way since I, since I have been there. Um, all right. So this story, so Orioles play-by-play broadcaster 
His name's Kevin Brown. And uh, the Orioles games are televised on Mass and Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, okay, as are the Nationals games. And the Orioles and Nats are jointly own, <clears throat> excuse me, Mass, yep. okay? Yep. That's a key part of this, that the, the network is owned in part by these by these teams. So basically, Kevin Brown, uh, who's the play-by-play guy, did what, what you would call like a, an open. We call it opens. So in other words, you know, when you're watching a game and you see the broadcasters up there giving you a little preview of what's going on and they set everything yep. up, that's the open. So he gave an open on July 23rd when the Orioles were playing in Tampa. Okay. Yep. And basically said, hey, it's been a rough go for the Orioles here of late in Tampa, you know, but we, we detailed it a little bit with, with the support of some graphics, but you know, they've taken two out of the first three here and it appears like things are on the right path. And it was like beyond nothing. It was a whole lot of nothing. All he was giving you was a fact. There wasn't yep. even an opinion there. Like the Orioles are this against the Rays in Tampa. They've won two or three. That's good news for the Orioles. And then he brings in uh, Ben McDonald, who does color uh, for the for the broadcast. He ends up getting suspended for that, and hasn't been on the indefinitely has not been on the air since then. And what's happened now that it's gotten out is there. There's a huge groundswell. Like every broadcaster is, is destroying the Orioles for doing this to this. Good, guy. good. But but it was John Angelos who's believed to be behind this, who was the son of Peter Angelos, who's owned the Orioles forever. And it's a joke that this guy got suspended. He did nothing. When I saw the story this morning, Rob, I looked at the clip five times because initially when I saw the headline, I'm thinking, did he swear? Right. Did he some kind of racist remark, you know, backhanded racist. Appropriate sexually. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Sexual, sexual innuendo. Something. Yep. Nothing. All Nothing. he did was give statistical facts. And uh, he said, you know, the, the, uh, the Orioles haven't won a series here since my broadcast partner played in 2018 or something yeah. like that. And they were 0 15 and one. And, and you know, it, everything that you hear in a setup to open a broadcast, everything yep. you expect to hear. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I read again, wait a minute. So unless we miss something in the clip, unless they didn't play the full content of the clip for us to get a true feel, what what's he suspended for? He stated facts. Yeah. And now you start to see the, the backstories coming out about this dude, this, the owners. Yeah. Dude, you you talk about petty. Yeah. Um, this is a this is this really taints an incredible season the Orioles are having right now. You're right. Like there shouldn't be any conversation other than, man, what a turnaround Baltimore's made. You know, how exactly. look look at how good the Orioles are. And 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 by doing this, by being this petty, pathetic owner, it, you know, again, if 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 there was anything else going on, I think we would have heard about it by now. But you're talking about a team that's 70 and 42. Like they, they they've been awesome. And we're talking about this kind of crap. And then I saw a report, Derek, that the broadcasters have to pay for their team polo shirt, the golf shirts that they wear. If you watch the clip, you'll see he's got an Orioles you know, shirt on. Yeah. That yeah. They have to pay for them. Like, Can you imagine what, what is going on there? That, that's like the story we hear about the Arizona Cardinal football players having to pay for their own lunch. They eat at the team complex while they're practicing out there sweating and grunting and grinding for the team. And the team can't provide a meal for them like the Eagles do. Like most teams do, they provide meals for their players. You got to pay. But this kind of stuff, man, 
I guarantee you, a lot of these young players. Now, let's face it, this Orioles team is a relatively young team, farm, yeah. homegrown team, by way of uh, drafts and trades to get young players. I guarantee you, a lot of these guys are going out of there. You know, when it's time for them to roll, they're going to get the heck out of there. Yeah, I mean, that's I really sad. Yep, it is. I mean, it is. Can you and if, two- I, if I'm Kevin Brown and I have any options to go to another team, goodbye. I'm out. Goodbye, well, man. You know, yeah. unless unless they have me contractually for the next couple of years with no out clauses in them, yeah. I don't want to be a part of your organization. Even right. if I don't, after this season, I, I don't want to. I don't want any part of your organization. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know I that's petty. That is. That, that, that's a shame to that. You know what? That's that's two negative owners in one area. Dan Snyder and now these people. Oh yeah, yeah. Maryland, oh, man. Good. Tough. Tough. Uh, Richard Sherman. Joining Undisputed uh, with Skip Bayless, which is a good choice, in my opinion. He, he will not back down. He will go nope. after him. I'm not a big fan of these kind of shows to begin with. Um, so it doesn't really make – they could have hired anybody, and it wouldn't have mattered to me. But I think Sherman is a smart guy who will hold his own. The only the only thing is I saw he's only going to do between 50 and 100 shows, and they, yeah. they take 260 per year. So either they're going to have like a revolving door or some, they're going to have to hire like a – another guy who's going to yep. take a yep. probably the bulk of these things right now. Well, I sent you guys this clip and I completely forgot about this earlier yeah. this, this morning from when uh, Richard Sherman was on the pro. He was, was on that show. He was entering his third year and he, in the clip shows where Richard Sherman says, well, I'm a Stanford grad and, and I'm the best, a, a best corner in the game. And you've accomplished nothing close to that, Skip. And, and Skip is very humble. Well, you know, I think I've accomplished a lot. He says, Skip, you're not the best at anything. And this is the guy who was barely in his two years in his NFL career. Yeah. So as we've seen, Richard Sherman has become a lot more verbose. I can still remember a playoff game where Richard Sherman was with Aaron Andrews. He was talking right. about how you coming at me like that. I'm the best in the game. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, and he had basically – you know, well, that he was, was, yeah, he, he was explaining uh, what, and she's like, what are you talking about? Who, who's, who said you're not the best in the game? Yeah. He had to explain that. And then we've seen what he's been like when he's been on talk show formats and pre and post, he ain't going to back down, dude. You know what? I got to peek in just to see what it's like. Yeah, I know. Hi, Jack. I'm going to watch uh, it, but I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I am with you hundred percent. Um, yeah. That what he said was in my 24 years of life, I'm better at life than you. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty I'm funny. Like, quote. Whoa. That's a pretty funny quote, man. Um, all right. Did you see the Jacksonville Jaguars new $120 million headquarter has urinals that measure players' yeah. hydration levels? What do you do? You have to punch in a code or something first? Oof. I mean, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, Oof. how are they going to know which player it is? Unless, yeah, unless the I, player has an ID code or do you have to swipe something on the urinal? I mean, what the heck is this? We're getting into some weird places now, aren't we? No, man. I, I, you know. Can't you do like I mean, a saliva test or something with that? I mean, you know what? I, I understand um, because when you start talking about de- dehydration, you start talking about it affecting the kidneys and stuff like that. But yeah. isn't there a better way to, to measure? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Some players don't drink as much fluids as they should um, and, and, and some over the top. But still, a urinal to measure? I want to know I want to know how they're going to identify who, whose player is who. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know about that one. I don't know that that one's going to hold up too well. well. We'll we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, ready to do some birthdays? Well, if we must, we must. We must. Uh, Roger Federer, forty-two years old, one of the great champions in the history of tennis. Forty-two years old. Uh, 
I can't. Justin Hoffman, 86. Still rolling. Damn. Man, 86 Still years rolling. old. What, what a career. Singer Sean Mendez is 25 years old. Yep. Uh, Ryan Garcia, the boxer, is 25 as well. Anthony Rizzo, the Yankee first baseman, is 34 years old today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie Good is 42 years old. Strong. Strong. Very good. Strong. Very, 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 very good uh, there. Connie Stevens, the actress, uh, 85 years old. Keith Carradine from Kung Fu, 74 years old today. Uh, the Edge, uh, lead guitarist from U2, is 62 today. Uh, Robin Quivers of Howard Stern fame, his sidekick, is 71 today. I can't believe she's 71 already. She wow. looks good for 71. Yes, she does. Um, JC Chazé, I think that's how you say it. He was, I think, Backstreet or one of those bands. He's 47, one of the boy bands. 47 years old today. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis, the producer and director, was yep. born on this day in 1919. Uh, Donnie Most is 70. Donnie played Ralph Mouth on Happy Days. Yep. He is 70. Uh, country singer Mel Tillis was born on this day in 1932. Deborah Norville, uh, the news anchor, is 65 years old today. The Shark, Jerry Tarkanian, was born on this day in 1930. Uh, Jared Stidham, uh, backup quarterback. Uh, where is he now? The Raiders? Denver. 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 Uh, he is 27 now. Bruce Matthews, uh, the elder, is 62. Cool Mo D is oh, yeah. 61 today. Oh, yeah. Wild Wild West. That's exactly right. Uh, all right. What else do you have? Uh, uh, great actor Rory Calhoun was born on this day in 1922. Yep. Uh, retired wrestler Sable. Yes, strong. yes. Strong. Yes. Can't believe she's 56. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I would have never. I would have I chopped 10 off of that at least. Exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, Esther Williams, the great swimmer and actress. Yep. She was born career. in 1921. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Anderson is, uh, played the six million dollar man was born on this day in 1928. Yep. Uh, Larry Wilcox uh, from the show Chips. Yeah. Played John Baker on the show Chips. The, the blonde haired guy. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Laura Slade Wiggins from uh, the movie Shameless and the Tomorrow People. 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Latchy, uh, Latchy, the singer from 98 Degrees. Is uh, Lachey. Yep. Lachey. Yep. Lachey. Yep. Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator for the 49ers of 54. Uh, Rashard Lewis, uh, former small forward in NBA, won a title with the Miami Heat is 44. Yeah, had a career, yep. And William Asher, director, producer, writer for shows like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, yep. was born on this day in 1921. Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, we have more. Uh, Dan- Danilo Gallinari. Yep, uh, NBA. Yep, NBA, 35. Lizzie, uh, Lindsay Sloan uh, from the movies Bring It On. She's out of my league. I love that movie. She's out of my league. Yep. Very good. Former NFL quarterback Brian Sype is 74. Ah, Brian Sype, tough guy. He's good. Howard. Frank Howard's 87. Wait, who is? Frank Howard. Oh, is he? Yeah. 87. Mm-hmm. Remember Frank Howard from the old Washington Senators? Yes. He, he had the guns, man. He had yeah. the short the short sleeves and with the guns. Yep. Yeah. Big boy. He was big boy like uh um uh, who was that that played? Uh, in Philly, the big big first baseman, um, Ryan Howard. No, no, not Ryan Howard. Um, oh my goodness, maybe uh, what's his name? Um, uh, it's a big, big, big. Uh, Reese Hoskins. I, I don't know who. I can't think of. Uh, anyway, okay. Ken, Ken Dryden, former okay. NHL player, seventy six. Yep, he's a legendary voice 
John Facenda, was born on this day in 1913. You just hear that voice, man, and it's like something just comes over you when you hear it. There's never been a voice like it. The smartest thing NFL Films ever did was utilize him for their voiceover. Oh, my goodness. Deep in the heart of Mission Valley. Reading that poetry like they would write. The San Diego Chargers under the leadership of Air Coriel. Oh my goodness, man! There was nobody. Oh, were, you like- of, were you thinking of Jim Tomey? That's Jim Tomey, that's it. All right, good job, JM. Yeah, Jim Tomey. Yeah, appreciate all you. Right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right, movies. Uh, Stand by Me, 1986. Uh, Ron yeah. Howard, uh, Ron Rob, Rob Reiner directed. Uh, one of my Stand favorites. Me. Love that. Love that movie. Great movie. SWAT, which wasn't a bad movie. It, it was pretty it was solid right. with Samuel okay. L. It was yeah, it was ah. Uh, 2003. Um, 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I guess one of the yep. remakes of that was 2014. What, what else do you have? Do you have anything else? Uh, they're bringing on movies that are cheerleader competition movies, which are pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, was the 2006 All or Nothing was that version, and then Daddy Day Camp came out in 2007. Okay. Okay. Did and you did you see the um, suspensions were handed down for the brawl? between the Indians or the, the guardians, excuse me, and the white yeah. Sox. So Tim Anderson got six games and Ramirez got three, which I thought was interesting. I mean, Ramirez Anderson mean? did store. He, he was the instigator for sure, but Ramirez, you know, really landed the blow that, you know, ended it all, but wait, he only wait, got three games. Wait, Ramirez instigated it. Didn't he? Because no. He got, up. he got up and started pointing fingers at him. When he, he put his hand up like he was waiting for the guy to help him up. Guy that right, Anderson right. didn't help him up. Then Ramirez gets up and starts pointing fingers and right. But then Anderson did this first, you know, like let's go and drop. Oh, the yeah, right. I mean, I guess you could. My point was, I thought they both should have gotten the same number. Uh, that's where I was going. Yeah, this. really. He so the dude that got knocked out got six games. Right. Yes. And Ramirez got three. The managers each got a game. Uh, third base coach for the Guardians got a game. What the heck did the managers get a game for? I guess for just – I don't even know, for being out there. Going out there trying to be peacemakers? Yeah, I, I guess. Oh. I mean, they're both going to – I would guess – I think I think Anderson might get it knocked down a little bit after an appeal. That would be my guess. But, he, you know, I think a part of it was he was also taunting uh, one of the Guardians' rookie players earlier in the game. Really? Yeah, so I think that kind of got it. The square up. And the taunting of the young player, I think, got him. You know, with the with the deeper okay. suspension. All right, all right. Just just my guess. I, I don't know. You know exactly what uh, what it, how it all played out. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I don't. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. They, when they appeal, they usually unless it's something. Although this was pretty egregious, but they usually knock a game or two off. Yeah. I would guess yeah. that they probably yeah. get you know something like that somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, all right, so we were talking about the Eagles a little bit earlier in practice. So if you're just, uh, just hopping on with us, uh, they did have Miles Jack, and they also had Zach Cunningham out there, and they were playing today. They were out there uh, in, in some cases with Jack with the ones and then Cunningham with the two. Part of that is because you, you still don't have the Kobe Dean. You also cut Davion Taylor. Like it's, it's probably the position that they're the lightest at, Derek, of any position uh, on the field. Yeah. And the biggest question mark on this team as well. Yeah. I would, I would, if I ranked it, I'd go that first and then safety second. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And then special Um, teams, I guess. Everything else I think will take care of itself. Every other position. 
I don't have a, I don't have a big question mark about right guard, although it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's Jurgens, whether it's Steen, whether it's Dennis Kelly, I don't have any questions about that position. I don't have any questions about the rotation up front. You have an influx of some really good talent on paper in Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Uh, you have holdovers who can bring it from the edge and Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham. You got Derek Barnett coming back. I have no problems there. The corners are locked down. You got two potential Pro Bowl corners. Safety after linebackers, the only real question mark, to be honest. Yeah. I, I and look, I and I think it's one of those things where Howie in, in the front office and Nick for that matter probably went into this thing thinking that it was going to be hoping at least these guys are going to look a little bit better, (laughs) you know, frankly, than they have. And yeah, I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm surprised that Davion Taylor started the season on the team. It feels like it was a wasted roster spot to begin with, you know, after not seeing a whole lot the last couple of years. Well, like I said, I told you, I didn't think, I didn't think he would have made the team last year and he did, you know, whatever reason they gave him, they gave his opportunities. They gave opportunities in OTAs also. I mean, obviously no hitting, but in terms of let's see if you've improved in your technique and, and mental capacities and, you know, gave him, gave him a brief technique early on in training camp, didn't pan out, so got to move on. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's going to catch on with somebody else Yeah, uh, in a backup role somewhere, but unfortunately just wasn't meant to be here. I agree with you. All right, uh, that'll do it for today. want to thank our producer, Tone DeShields. Tone, great job as always, man. Appreciate you. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. You got three hours coming your way of uh, the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Of course, Derek and I are back tomorrow. We'll not only will we um, dig into the Eagles' practice tomorrow, Derek. We have two Phillies games to go over yes. uh, with the doubleheader tonight, four o'clock, uh, and then seven o'clock. Wheeler with the early game, Suarez with the late game. If they can keep stacking wins and they yep. need a little help with San Francisco, they could, you know, very short order be in first place in the National League wild card. All right. So that'll do it for us. We appreciate you guys hanging. Have a great day, everybody. For Derek, I'm Rob. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. 